Sirius XM. Hey now. Hey now. Howard Stern. On today's show. Welcome back, Howard. Welcome back, Howard. I'm so excited you're back. get to and uh, there's really a lot to get to on the show today because we've had two months off and uh, robin as you know i have been busy compiling notes for two months for today and uh i will say this i know this uh we've been on the air now for 45 seconds and i'm already exhausted i need to go to bed (laughs) all this excitement's going to give me a heart attack um yeah i've been doing this a long time radio i mean and uh look at the excitement in the air even now yeah after all these years look at the thrill in my voice everyone of course waiting waiting everywhere i went please come back we need you uh let's um let everybody's wondering you know everyone had a big question every i'm sure wherever you went wherever i went they asked the same question over and over and over and over again so i'll answer that first everyone is wondering if ronnie is still alive the answer is fred give me some timpani (laughs) is ronnie still alive and the answer is yes ronnie is alive Ronnie will be forever. I am convinced. He is alive. It's 117 degrees in uh, Vegas. There was a news report that in Vegas it is so fucking hot. (laughs) Is Ronnie sizzling? Well, you know, it's funny you say that. Let me see if I can find this little news clip. Guys, can you put that page up for me? There's a a clip. One of the, I don't know if it's in Arizona or one of the places, uh, maybe Nevada. It's so it Arizona, it's so Arizona. it's Arizona, right? It's so hot in Arizona, you know, where it gets up to 117 degrees. But the ground, the pavement gets heated like much yes. like a pizza oven. It's so hot. They say it's like 145 degrees. It's almost as hot as boiling water or something. Here's the clip. Uh, it's crazy what's going Arizona on. Arizona summer times are really hot and they're very sunny. And uh, the pavement and rocks and asphalt and sidewalks can get to be uh, 170 to 180 degrees Fahrenheit. That's just a little bit below uh, the boiling point of water. And we're seeing people who are falling down, can't get up, and getting really bad burns as a result <laughs> of that. They're frying them on the, on the pavement. <laughs> on the Ronnie. sidewalk. Everyone, everywhere I go, Ronnie's still alive. Ronnie's still alive. I'm sure you're tired of it, right? I'm still alive, dude. 
He's still alive. Do they ask you, Ronnie, (laughs) when they're looking at you, are you alive? Yeah, I'm alive. (laughs) We got a lot to get to, but I always like to get to Ronnie first. First of all, um, Ron, how was your summer? Good? Good. Good. Actually, when it was was, um, really hot here for the two weeks in July, like now it's gorgeous here. It's like 90. Every time we talk to him, it's gorgeous. No, it is. I mean, we, we, dude, let me tell you, we've had the craziest ass weather in the past couple of weeks here with these monsoon rains. I mean, uh-huh. we had enough rain for the whole year already. It, it's crazy. Wow. I had a pump. I had a the, Friday night. It rained so hard that I had to pump out uh, two inches of water out of my pool. Wow. wow. Yeah, it was crazy. It was, it's it was so nuts. hot. It's so hot. It's Ronnie's- not hot. Ronnie's dildos uh, wilted from the heat. That, that some of them won't even fit in his ass anymore. Did he burn yeah. himself getting one of those anal beads? <laughs> yes, I did. So, Ron, I was saying, uh, first of all, Ronnie and I were on a Zoom meeting the other day. Ronnie was helping me out with something. Um, I'm looking into a new car, and Ronnie was helping me out with the with the car thing, and we were talking. And... Uh, you know, I was asking him about the weather. Ronnie always goes, it's fine, it's fine. I, you know, I'm in it the is, pool. it's yeah. fine. Yeah. It's gorgeous. Yeah. So he, you'll never get him to say a bad word about his new location. He likes it. He does. He I does. do. The it's thing I wanted so to ask you is, I heard that Ralph has not RSVP'd your wedding yet, and I got really upset about that. Are there people not RSVPing your wedding? Uh, well, what happened was we had, we had a cutoff date, and so... Once the cutoff date came, we, um, we, we, we extend, we didn't extend it, but we waited another 10 days. Okay. And then we, like, it was a few people. It wasn't a lot of people. Um, that, uh, and then Stephanie put out this like group text saying, Hey, listen, you know, there was a cutoff date. Could you kindly respond? And if, if you don't respond, we're assuming you're not coming. Okay. So we did that and, uh, Ralph still never answered. So. You I see, don't know what his problem is. This drives me crazy. This is so fucking rude. The guy's having a wedding, and you know you got to have your guest list. And also with Ronnie's, it's a destination wedding, so you got to hold these hotel rooms and everything for people. So That's it's so a, rude. Now, now the thing is, I understand if you invited like President Biden, and he's you know he's too busy to RSVP you. What is Ralph busy with that that he can't RSVP Ronnie for two seconds? It's rude. It drives me crazy. Have you Why? talked to Ralph about it? Do you no. know what his side of the story is? No one, Robin, no one on this planet has ever had more free time than Ralph. <laughs> no one. <laughs> Am I right, Ronnie? I mean, the guy can. Yeah, I, get, I, I don't know. I don't understand it because I talked to him a couple of times, you know, back at the beginning of the summer. And, you know, he, he offered to help me out with some things. And, um, you know, with a suit and all this kind of nonsense. And then never heard from him again after that. And it's I rude. don't know if he's mad mad about something. I, I don't no. get it. I just, I I just don't get it. I think he's angry about something, but he, he hasn't really opened up about it yet. All right. Anyway. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, yeah, I, mean, right. I mean, in life, not, not toward oh, you. Right. Okay. Not particularly about you. Anyway, I found it rude. But I want to start off with Ronnie because Ronnie doesn't know it, but Ronnie is so great. And I'm going to tell you why he's great. And people say to me, why is Ronnie on the show? I say, here's the reason why. 
So you know something set Ronnie off. The thing that sets Ronnie off the most is when people say elderly to him. Because uh-huh. Ronnie is very youthful. Even though he's in his 70s, he's marrying a young woman. He goes out and parties. He doesn't walk around like an old man. Right, Ron? I mean, you're, you're spry. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. yeah, I'm doing my thing. But Ronnie, you know, people go, is Ronnie a character? They say this to me. They go, like, when Ronnie's yelling on the oh, air. Oh, like he they should... think Ronnie's making that up? Well, yeah, they think Ronnie's putting it on. I have oh. proof that Ronnie is not putting on anything. So, Ronnie, you didn't even know this. Over the summer, the guys called Ronnie at home from an Hold elderly. On. Yeah. Hold on. Yeah. I know. I know this. I didn't well, know it right away. Okay. Believe me, I didn't know it right away. But then, then <laughs> Stephanie and I kind of figured things out. We made, uh, we, we called back the number. All right. Oh, it, 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 you let me play this. Work. Let me play this. He did something. Well, 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 during the call, he doesn't know. Now, I want to, this proves that he's no character. I didn't know anything during, I didn't know anything during that call. I lost my shit. Yeah. So what so, you're hearing so here is was the, the real Ronnie. Oh, this I'm is gonna, real. Believe me. This is the greatest <laughs> moment of my summer. This is why I couldn't wait to get back on the air just to play it. First of all, this proves that Ronnie is just an ornery guy. I mean, he will yell at anyone. I thought the people on this phony phone call were very nice. They're calling Ronnie saying, look, we know your age. It's part of the government service to check in on the elderly and make Fuck sure you're elderly. okay. Yeah. Yeah. But when Ronnie hears that they're checking up on him for being elderly, he goes fucking berserk. He does not hold back one bit. It's the greatest. I mean, it might be the greatest phony phone call ever. I've listened to it 57 times. That's how funny it fucking is. That's it. You you are going to win this year for best phony phone call. There's no question. <laughs> Dude, you should, have this- been in my ha- you should have been in my house when this was going on. Stephanie was working in the office. She came flying out of the office and said, what the hell is going on here? <laughs> what did you? How did you describe it to her? What did you tell her? I lost my shit because I, I was telling her this, this person was trying to, I'm trying to tell him I'm fine. They're going to sense, but Lord, you better play it because All right, it, let me play it, it. it's fucking crazy. Yeah. Here's Ronnie being called at home with the government trying to help him out because he's elderly. Here you go. Hello. Hello, Mr. Mund. Uh, my name is Shirley St. Germain. By the way, I, I got to stop it for one second. Even the way Ronnie answers the phone, he's already pissed off. He pissed right, the you phone. know what I mean? He's just yeah. He's just like hello. You know what I mean? It's no, like you know, you're why? so pissed off. No, you why? don't. No, I answer that because if it, it, it comes up, the number came up as you know a Vegas number, right? And I knew it was either kind of like some kind of bullshit call or something. So I always answer like that when you know uh, I don't know who all it right. is. You know, I just know Ronnie worked for me for like 50 years. And all I know is it was he was always I get in the car. And, oh, oh, you know what I mean? It's, it's like, <laughs> that's Ronnie. <laughs> so, fuck you phone for ringing. <laughs> you know, here you go. What the fuck do you want? <laughs> right. All right. Here you go, Robin. I will no longer interrupt this call. I will all let right. you enjoy it. Well, Hello, Mr. Mund. Uh, my name is Shirley St. Germain. I work for the Division of Senior Services. We're just calling certain individuals to make sure that they're faring well during these extreme weather events. Yeah, we're fine. Thank you. We have no problem. Everything's good here. And you've been no drinking problem. enough water to stay hydrated? Yes, all good. Thank you. I just want to make sure that you don't need a Meals on Wheels person to come by no, to your house. No, I don't. No, I don't. Everything's fine. Okay, perfect. And do you have a pool to cool off in this weather? Yes. I just want to make sure, are there special bars that you have to get in and out safely? 
Ma'am, everything is fine. Okay, please. <laughs> okay. Enough with the questions. I assume Thank that's- you. I'm sorry, sir. It does sound a bit like you're in distress. This could be a sign of heat stroke. I am not in distress, okay? I'm fine. I'm being being in distress because you're asking me all these questions that I don't want to answer. The way you're acting now is a sign of heat stroke. I want to make sure that you know that we do have cooling centers for seniors in the area if your house is not properly cooled. I have a brand new house, brand new pool. What else would you like to know? Would you like to know what time I wake up in the morning? Sir, please stay calm. We can send help if you need it. I am going to hang up the phone right now and stop calling me, please. This is a bit personal. I just want to know, how are your stools? Are they black or are they brown and normal? Hello? Hello, Mr. Mund. A supervisor was monitoring my call, and because of your temperament on the call, she advised us to send a caseworker to your house right away just to confirm that you are not having No, heat there's stroke. no caseworker coming to my house. What don't you understand about I have a wife here? I have a wife here. I have a job, okay? I'm very functional. I am fine, okay? I drive a car. I do everything, okay? I'm not, I'm not broken down and old, okay? You got to stop this. You got to stop these phone calls. You sound healthy, but because of your age, we do have to check up on you. It is our responsibility. No, I'm not. And nobody's going to answer. Nobody's going to talk to you. Okay, this is ridiculous. We're just sending someone down there to check, and they're just going to no, ask you a few more questions. Anyone. You are not sending anyone here because no one will answer the door. They're just going to make sure that the home is cool. Did you hear what I just said, Miss? What? Is, what is your problem? Is there someone else in the house that I could speak to? Perhaps a caregiver. What is your problem? I have a wife here. What What is going on with you? And is your wife also just, mobile? Is she? Does she take care of you? Is she in charge of the medicine? Year, my wife is 40 years old, okay? So she is sort of a, a, a caregiver for you then? Can I speak to your supervisor, please? Let me speak to your supervisor. <laughs> this is ridiculous. Um, I would maybe have to put you on hold for just a moment, I sir. want to speak to your supervisor, miss. I want to speak to your supervisor. What is the, the problem with you? Okay, just one moment, sir. Please stay calm. I'm not... Oh, stop it. Stay calm. <laughs> this is the supervisor, Mace. Yes. Who am I speaking with? Uh, this lady, whoever I'm speaking to, I'm explaining everything in my house. Miss St. Germain, yes. It's a brand new house, brand new pool, and you're, you're harassing me right now. Okay? Do you have a hearing device connected to your phone? I'm afraid you're just a little bit low. Are you? Do you require any assistance using the uh, the handheld device? No, I don't. I don't. I'm on a cell phone. Okay. Can you hear me all right? Yeah, I can hear you fine. You're not hearing impaired, sir. No, I'm not. Are you calling from a rotary telephone, sir? Excuse me? Do I have to call the police on you? What is, what is your problem? <laughs> so not the greatest. You didn't pay, you didn't, I mean, I know you guys must have cut it down because there's yeah. a lot more yelling and screaming. Oh, I didn't know that. I thought that was the I, whole I call. I hear the yelling and screaming. I, I don't yeah. think that's that the like whole he's call. Rather calm. I mean, it's I close know. to it, but there's a lot of mo- lot more yelling and screaming. <laughs> Listen, lady, I'm not old. I have a wife and I have a car. Get the fuck off the phone. And by the way, I you drive. went a little bit. You turned into a Karen. Let me speak to your supervisor. That was great. Let me speak to your supervisor. That's and awesome. how are you going to call the police on the social services agent? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm calling the police. I, I was losing my shit, man.
You know what's so funny about you? I was, I thought she was, by the way, all the voices were Jamie, by the way. Did you know that? Uh, Jamie? And she was like, oh, Ronnie is going to bust me because I'm doing both voices. And yet, you know, she works with Ronnie all the time. But anyway, you know, the thing that drove me crazy about this is the woman was, okay, she doesn't know Ronnie's in good shape. There's a lot of, you see some of these 70-year-olds walking around. They look like they're 90. 60 years old. So she's checking up on him. I thought it was nice. You know, yeah, you'd say, dude, hey, but I answered, I answered a few questions and I said, oh, I'm fine. But she just kept going and going and going, man. That's why I don't think I don't think it's the whole call. <laughs> she hit every fucking button. Oh, please. You don't you, you don't even you should have been in the house. Do you need meals and, on wheels. That and, was the and, best. Then, <laughs> and then we. Uh, <laughs> and then Stephanie looked up. You know, she went and looked up the number and it was actually the social services number. Oh, was it? Wow. Yeah. My team, wow. my team is Cause good. Because we, we called back, we called the number back and they answered the fucking phone. And I was like, <laughs> what the fuck is going on here? I wish you had called 911. I, hello, 911. Uh, listen, people are calling. They think I'm old. I'm not. <laughs> I need you to send over a team right away. Uh, meanwhile, Ronnie, uh, I was going to go around and ask everyone how their summer was, but I know you went to a, like a party almost every weekend this summer. So Ronnie is far from old. Uh, he had a party at his house last weekend. He is no longer drinking. What was your favorite drink in the past? No, I'm, I'm drinking, but I'm not doing, um, I'm not doing the tonic part. I'm still drinking Hendrix, but I'm drinking yeah. it on the rocks with a splash of lemon in it. Uh, lime. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, for those of you who want to know, Ronnie no longer has gin and tonic. There's no more tonic. It's oh. straight gin. That's it. Why yeah. is the tonic gone? Because that's the I healthy don't know. I part. Got, I got kind of sick of it. Oh. Because yeah. I don't know. Just the taste of it. I, I, I just and and one day um, I was somewhere at, at somebody's thing and um, I try I tried drinking it on the rocks. Uh huh. And it, it was really good, so I kept on doing it. But I don't nice. drink that much. I smoke weed instead. Oh, you, yeah, you really became, switched over to weed. Yeah, yeah he like became I, a big cause, pothead. Because I like, I'd rather, you know, I smoke weed, and I, you know, you don't get that fucking, and you know, in the when you uh, wake up the over. next morning, yeah, you don't feel like you're tired and you know dragging your ass the next day. You wake up fine, and I'll have a drink or two, and then you know I'll go to the nice. weed. Hey, it's working for you. He's like Ronnie Chong. Time, time to switch to weed. Yeah. He's a 70-plus-year-old teenager. Good for you, Ron. Anyway, uh, very, very nice. Very nice. Anyway, Ralph should have RSVP'd. That was my point. Yeah. And, and true to form, Ronnie was angry at someone even trying to help him. And uh, also the other update on Ronnie that I heard, he has not written his wedding vows yet. He's, uh, no, not, he, yet. not yet. He's holding off. That's it. Those were the updates. Well, how long do you have now? Uh, um, not long. <laughs> I was going to say, it's creeping up. Yeah, yeah, it's creeping up, right. Heavy on the creep. All right. Yep. Anyway, good for you, Ryan. It, it's, good coming, to see it's coming along really good. Everything's coming along nice. Except right, the vows. Buddy. Yeah, well, I got time. <laughs> I got time for that. The, what did I hear about your wedding? I heard you have to make a big decision whether you're going to have an old Elvis or a young Elvis do the wedding, right? That was the... uh that's a big decision, too, you got to make because you're getting married by an Elvis impersonator, but you can get a really young, handsome Elvis or like the old bloated Elvis, right? Uh, Yeah, we're supposed to meet with the guy this week. Well, I, which I, guy see, are you going to go with? I go don't with know. the old I, one. Does he no, do I, both? I, no, here's the deal. Uh, I met this. I met the guy like 
when we first got engaged, we were out here visiting friends. And uh, so we went and met with this dude. And I don't even remember what the guy looks like right now. It was, tell me you, know, you uh, tell me you taped that what, that meeting. I mean, you and Stephanie meeting with an Elvis. To well, we didn't meet with him yet. We didn't meet with him yet. Oh, oh. We but met you said you met with him. Going, well, yeah, we went met with him going back. Uh, Got What's be that? What's that? Five years what's, ago. What's that meeting like, Ron? When like you sit down with an Elvis to discuss your wedding? Like, what could you possibly like? What is the meeting? I don't know. I mean, we're gonna. I guess we gotta talk to him about you know the ceremony, whatever. I don't know. But well, what was the meeting know, five years ago? Oh, we just went to meet the dude. We we he has this. Uh, he's got like one of the original Elvis chapels downtown. Uh, <laughs> we had gone there and uh, just to meet, say hi to the guy, and that, that was it. I mean, now we got to meet with actually meet and talk about the whole thing. You know. All right. Wow. Robin, can you imagine that meeting between the Elvis I, I five would years not ago? Think that it took a meeting. You getting married by yeah. Elvis? It's ridiculous. So yeah. what's to meet about? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I mean, <laughs> like if you think about it, you know, what could it be? What issues would you have? It's fucking Elvis is, impersonator. Is fake Elvis gonna sit there and talk to you about what a marriage is? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. It's like going to see a priest, you know, or a rabbi. <laughs> oh please. <It's> like, you know, <laughs> Excuse me, excuse me, Mr. Mond. Uh, have you given consideration to your young bride's needs? I mean, what, what, what is he going to sit there and... <laughs> now the bomb's a matrimony. <laughs> yeah, um, what kind of payment will you need, Elvis? Well, uh, usually people just slip me a bottle of pills and some smelly pussy. <laughs> <laughs> and when you met with this guy five years ago, did he talk like Elvis or is he like... No, like just no, he wasn't even, guy. he wasn't, yeah, he was a regular dude. Like he own. he actually owns the wedding chapel. You know, he's but a he's business not dude. Elvis? No, he's, he's not, not Elvis. Oh. oh, no, no, he is Elvis. Yeah, he's one of the, he's like the main Elvis. Okay. Yeah, but, but why would he take others? He has a bunch of others too. <laughs> if I was an Elvis impersonator did weddings, I would come as full Elvis when I took my meeting with you in order to That's entice right. you to use my services. You know what I mean? <laughs> Yeah, but we, I mean, we went to see the, we went to the wedding chapel, you know, we went to the yeah. actual place yeah. and, uh, you know, you show, you know, showing us people who get married there and all this kind of crap. Bon Jovi got married there, supposedly. Uh, I gotta ask you a question. I hope you met your wife when she was 14, like I did. That's when I met my Priscilla. Now you're close. <laughs> close. Yeah. I was gonna say, actually, oh. it is appropriate for, uh, Elvis to marry Ron. Oh, only, it was only a 10 year difference from 14. <laughs> you and your wife go together like peanut butter and bananas, Mr. Mund. And I'm happy to marry you. And, uh, now I'm gonna go take a shit. And if I'm not out of there in 10 minutes, you come check on me because my Percocets might fucking make me crazy. And I might bang my head on the toilet. Uh, excuse me. Did Elvis bounce like that? I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. I mean, that was part of my impression. <laughs> I would never do that. Um, yeah, anyway. Yeah, Ronnie had a whole meeting with the guy. Now he's having a second meeting. I wow, always thought... Well, that that was very serious when you get married by well, Elvis. Well, I, I always thought... Know, if you get married by Elvis, the, the cool part about it is you didn't really have to prepare for your wedding because the whole thing's a joke. You know what I mean? It's a fucking Elvis impersonator. Right, you can just show up. <laughs> this Elvis guy who Ronnie found is thinks he's like a priest and you, you got to yeah, meet with him a real, couple. He's the real deal. 
That's right. You know, I'm going to have you sign a ketubah. <laughs> well, does he have the the big sideburns still? No. You know? yeah. not, well, no, not not until he gets in character, I guess. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, you're talking about my famous pork chop sideburns, Mr. Yes. Quibbish. Uh, and I even have my own Colonel Tom who... When I get all sweaty during Ronnie's wedding, he'll wipe me down with a rag. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, Colonel Tom wants to watch you and Stephanie fuck on your wedding night. Is that okay? Please say yes. <laughs> like to Part be there of the service. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we like to get all creepy with you. <laughs> I do it all. I sing at the wedding, I dance at the wedding, and then I... Pass out on the toilet at the wedding. <laughs> you get the, the full service. <laughs> the whole show. <laughs> Can you imagine? Anyway, all right, Ron. That's the update on Ronnie. And also, the other thing I heard about Ronnie real quick is that he had a meeting with Wayne Siegel. Wayne Siegel went out to Vegas, and Ronnie met with him. Oh. Up there. They had lunch together. Yeah, he came, he came up to the house. We had lunch. Yeah, it was nice to see him. So... uh Ronnie explained Wayne is not his best friend, but he's a 10 out of 10 friend and that yeah. he, he loves Wayne. What is a know. 10 out of 10 friend as opposed to a best friend? Who's your best friend? I mean, aside from your wife, who's your best friend? Uh, that helicopter guy? No, I, 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 I don't have, I don't know. I don't, I, you know, well, JD. you know, Joe is. Joe is a, I consider Joe a best friend. 10 out of you know. 10 friend or a best yeah. friend? Yeah, yeah. I mean, and all my friends out here, they're all, they're the best, man. They're great. All and right. then I got, so you, you know, any... I got some, I have some 10 out of 10s back in New York, believe me. All right, good. Where's JD and all of it? <laughs> and JD, I don't, JD, I don't hear from, if I don't contact him, I never fucking hear from him. Oh, so, really? You know. Yeah. Yeah, but wow. you know JD's socially awkward, Ron. You got to give him a break. Yeah, not you know with I mean? me though. He shouldn't be. He, he's too yeah, busy he's with like, Blit. He's too busy with Blit now. You know, that's his. That's his new JD, girlfriend. JD has like uh, problems. You know, he's not normal. No, no, not when not when it comes to Blit. I don't call Blit either. <laughs> oh yeah, sure. He's the one no, that calls you, me all the time. You don't have to call Blit. You're with him like ninety percent of the time, so you don't have to call him. <laughs> JD, why don't you ever call Ronnie? He seems to be hurt by this. I, I I just don't I it's it's the same with my parents you know my mom gives me the same thing you know why don't you call you you know you could call me every now and then I'm like I know I know I just I don't call people I I'm not good at the like regular small talk or whatever well you're a uh, dick then because you know when I hear things that go on with you and that you know you're kind of down about I call a check up on you but I, uh, you I, know and I and, and I appreciate that no I, there's nothing to, uh, you don't I, have to be I, such a dick you know? I, I'm not trying to be a dick it's just how I am? I don't. I don't know. Yeah, you are, you are a dick. I, yeah, yeah, I will not say. Listen, <laughs> I, I'll be the first to say I am not the better friend. You know, I always tell John Hine he's the better friend than me. Ronnie is the better friend than me. Anyone that's a friend of mine is a better friend than I am to them. That's. Do you ever? John calls me. I mean, I call him. He John's a good. <laughs> I know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. do you ever? Um... Oh, by the way, do you still have COVID, JD? I heard you got COVID. <laughs> oh, this summer. No. no, I do not. I do not have COVID anymore. Yeah, see, and I called to check up on him, see how he was. He did. Never hear fucking shit from him, <laughs> you know, unless I call. You know. Does JD talk, Ronnie, when you get him on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll talk. Yeah, yeah we talk. 
But you I know, mean, it's sometimes it's like pulling teeth, but yeah, we yeah, see that's <laughs> that's how I am. <laughs> JD's like a ten year old or something. I don't know what his <laughs> diagnosis is, but he's he's fucked up. He doesn't know what he's doing. <laughs> he doesn't know social cues. You know what I mean? He doesn't understand, right, JD? Yeah, I mean, the, the, sometimes, yeah, but it, it's more with the small talk. I, I'm just not good with like, hey, you how you doing? You can't say hello. That's, no, that's I can't. <laughs> no, I can't. That's why I pick, I pick up the phone, but I don't know what to say hello. When, 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 when people walk by, like for whatever reason, I I can't say hello. Or I'll grunt at them or something. I'll say, hey, how's it going? You know, whatever. Yeah. It's I'm just. Not I've been good. the victim of that. I'm his boss, and he used to grunt to me. I go, he hey, JD. Yeah, you'd be like, Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, Ugh. <laughs> I'm like, oh man, I, I just, guy. I don't, I don't know what it is. I, it's, I, I, I don't know what it is. It's here's an update. JD became an uncle this summer. Congratulations, JD. Oh, congratulations! <laughs> and Uncle JD uh, met the baby. They made him hold baby. He didn't want to, and then he was terrified. He killed the baby because he was afraid he was going to drop the baby. And, uh, <laughs> no. Yeah. yeah. Right. So it wasn't real bad. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's a new, it's a, a new life. It's very. Uh, there's a lot of uh, uh, weaknesses to the body and stuff. I didn't want to like. Hold them, you know, a weird way or something, yeah. and uh, the neck. You got to be careful with the neck. Well, that's what you know. I held the head, and I held the, you know, the the, the legs, and then uh, after a minute, I was like, okay, <laughs> take your baby back. You had enough. Oh, that's fair. You know, um, well, sleeping. I'm just I don't thinking, wanna... So you're never going to call the baby either. So the baby won't know you. I, I mean, that's. <laughs> I, we'll see. Right now, it's just he just sleeps. So that's all right. I did. What's the kid's name? Oh, I don't know if I want to get into all that. No, the first name, I mean, not the last name. Uh, we know the last name. God. All right, don't uh, give it to me if you're uptight about it. I don't but know. It's just, uh, Lincoln. 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 Oh, I don't know where, oh, very don't nice. know where it's from, but... Uh, Li- yeah. Where it's from. He was the You've president. You've never heard that name before? <laughs> no, I've heard the name, but... <laughs> uh, they named him Lincoln. Uh, I don't know where the name came from. Oh, I don't know where okay. that came from. <laughs> I mean, that's the first time I've ever heard the word Lincoln. <laughs> <laughs> they a weird name, Lincoln. Oh. Yeah, Lincoln. Uh, they named him John. I don't know where that comes from. <laughs> the other thing I heard about JD over the summer, um, Gary called JD to try to have a heart to heart with JD. <laughs> and well, he, that's impossible. He tra- well, yeah, you're, abs- you're absolutely right, Ronnie. Because yeah, Gary and Gary, Ronnie can have a whole like club uh, about he, how I don't talk to them. <laughs> Gary, Here's what happened. Gary, Gary describes he tried to tell JD that he loved him. And J.D. got very uncomfortable and shut him down. What happened, Gary? I called him about something, you know, work-related, right? But I hadn't spoken to him all summer. So then I'm like, you know, hey, so how are you doing? What's going on? Da, 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 da. And we just started talking about this. And Uh-oh. That. Uh-oh. And then, Uh-oh. Real conversation. I said, you know, dude, I said, you know. Howard, that's exactly what goes through my head. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit, Gary. Gary wants to talk. <laughs> so he goes, I said, uh, I said, listen, man, I'm always thinking about you. You know I love you, and he goes, "Okay, we're not doing this." <laughs> what, what, what were you doing, JD? Coming on I, to me, Gary's I, homosexual. I, I know, I know. I listen. I know what, what what Gary's coming from. What he's what he's trying to do, and and I appreciate it. What but was he trying to do? You tell me. Let me see if you're right. Feel uh, uh, better, you know. Uh, just you know, uh, yeah. I already do a whole lot, so I'm sure you know what? he's probably thinking out. Oh, I don't really do a whole lot, so he's probably thinking, you know, he needs to get out of the house, he needs to do this, do that. Um, you don't need to get out of the house. Believe me, that's highly overrated. I'm with you on <laughs> that's, that. That's kind of, that's, 
partly uh, through my head anyway. I right, barely right, left. I barely left my house this summer. I went out a couple of times to prove that, like, I'll go out to my wife. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, like, so was it enjoyable that. for you at any point? No, no, really, not at all. But do no, you it's smile work. through the whole thing? Yeah, like you and are. I go, that was. Yourself. I go home and I tell my wife that was great. It felt so good to be around people. <laughs> <laughs> meanwhile, yeah. well, you I know, saw, I, I saw you went to a concert. How was that? Yeah, I went to the Ed, Sirius XM had a concert uh, near my house. You know, in the Hamptons, and I—that's how they got him there. They had to make it near his house. <laughs> yeah, and I'd never seen Ed Sheeran. Then again, I've never seen anyone contemporary because I don't go to concerts anymore. But, um, yeah, I went and that was very cool. That was a good time. I have to admit for me, that was a good time. Yeah. That, I mean, the concert was amazing. He's a great performer, but there was like a VIP section. I wrote down all the names. It was like, I've seen VIP sections in my day, but holy crap. It was like you, McCartney, Bon Jovi, Jerry Seinfeld, Billy Joel, uh, um, Gwyneth Paltrow. I mean, it was just like, not, it was like, all this wall little tiny section. Yes. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I'll give you my impression. First of all, I'd never seen um, Ed Sheeran in concert, and he was very good. I mean, I turned to Paul McCartney, Billy Joel, and John Bon Jovi, and I go, "Hey, you threw you three maniacs can learn from this guy. He's just up there with a guitar. You guys have to pay a band." And like John Bon Jovi looked at me, he goes, "Yeah, he's got fireworks going." <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. And he goes, and they all looked at me like, "Yeah, what the fuck?" I mean, this kid's just got a guitar, and he's and he's got a beatbox or some shit. And he didn't even have a beatbox; he just fucking bangs on his guitar, <laughs> right? And uh, he had the crowd going. It was it was awesome. It was it was fun. It actually was fun to get out. And um, so I was getting dressed for the Ed Sheeran concert, and my wife says you should put on your beatles t-shirt cuz paul's going to be there i knew there were going to be some uh, vip's so i go yeah that might be kind of douchey you know to wear my beatles t-shirt she goes trust me you should wear your beatles t-shirt i go you know what she hasn't led me wrong too many times i'll wear my beatles t-shirt <laughs> so i have i have a beatles t-shirt with john paul george and ringo on it uh-huh and she was right because when i saw when i i ran into paul mccartney on the red carpet like I saw him coming down the red carpet, and I was already there. I got the, I get there early. I don't want to be late. Even to concerts, you're early. Yeah, like like <laughs> I heard the concert was starting directly at seven, and I'm like, if I'm going to the concert, let me get there and let me enjoy it. I mean, why do I have to? Why do I have to time it so I'm cool and I'm late? <laughs> so uh, I took my daughter Ashley, who just got married, to Adam, and uh, the four of us went, and um. I see Paul out of the corner of my eye walking down the red carpet. And you know how excited I get about Paul McCartney. So yeah. I was like, maybe I should go over and say hi to him first. I went, no, it'll be cool if like, I act like I don't see it's him. And I went, this is like being a teenage girl. You might or as well be JD having yeah. all these conversations with yourself. Yeah, well, yeah. I'm, I, I relate to my man. I'm pretty sure I got a touch of whatever JD has. So, <laughs> Welcome to uh, our world, Robin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So anyway, I go up to Paul. I go, Paul, Howard, how are you doing? I go, Paul, look at my shirt. He looks it over. <laughs> I go, I'm pretty sure I owe you money because I'm wearing one of your shirts. So then he takes his hands. He starts putting them in my pockets. I go, Paul, what are you doing? He goes, I'm looking for money. You owe me That's money. Right. You said That's you right. owe me Just, money. You're wearing a Beatles t-shirt. <laughs> anyway, he uh, he looks great. I mean, I, you know, good. he's older than me and he looks real that. good. 
He was dancing and moving. One, one moment I look up and Paul has his camera out like the kids do and he's videoing Ed Sheeran and I'm like, it's pretty cool, you know? He's not acting all too cool for school. He's being, right. you know, he's, he's into it. He's videoing Ed Sheeran. Yeah. And I saw Billy there, Billy Joel. We hung out. I hung out with him a little bit. And uh, James Corden, I saw him. It was pretty star-studded. He's still in town. I thought he was leaving. That's what I said. I go, dude, you were on my show. You said you're leaving America. You're going to England. Oh, yeah, I saw him you building a house. here. Yeah, right, right, right. But meanwhile, he's here every minute going to concerts. Oh, no, we're leaving tonight for, you know, wherever, wherever he's going. Um, then uh, who else did I see there? John Bon Jovi. I think Billy Andy Cohen was there. Andy I saw Cohen. Andy Cohen, and he was with John Mayer. And yeah. The two of them, I go, uh. John, what what the fuck's the deal with you and Andy? I mean, you guys hang out a lot. I, I you know, I've asked I've asked Andy, are you guys a couple? And Andy says no. But I say, Andy, what's going on at your house with John? And John wasn't John Mayer wasn't really talking. I guess he doesn't talk a lot, or I don't know what was going on. But Andy goes, John's staying uh, over, and um, my mom's there. I kicked my mom out of the room, gave it to John, and uh, <laughs> I was like, whoa. But those two dudes are really like into each other. Uh, have you best ever friends. heard of friendship, Howard? No, not really. I don't really uh, have a lot of friends. If I'm if I'm no, going to be hanging you around don't with you, have it, but I wondered if you had heard other people do. If I'm hanging around with you, you're a woman, and I'm trying to fuck you. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was just reading a whole article about how good it is for men to have friendships. Yeah, it is because good. they've been talked into not sharing with other men and not being intimate and not letting people know what's going on internally with them and how they're doing and so forth. You're and, right. And that actually is exactly what you need. You got to get over that in order to be a friend and have friendships that are valuable and and yeah. uh, grow. Yeah, I read the same thing and I threw it out. So I should not ignore that. I thought you read everything in the Times and said, yes, this is exactly how it's supposed to be. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree with you. It is important. Like when I was talking to Ronnie the other day, I felt good. He, Ronnie and I were in a Zoom meeting and that was fun. Uh -huh. and I felt good. Yeah, I talked cool. to Gary. I talked to Gary over the summer. I talked to you all the time, Robin. I talked to, uh, I didn't talk to Fred much over the summer, but Fred, you know, Fred and I never really talked. Um, a friendship broke up. Chris and Ralph broke up over the summer. They're not talking for real. Yeah, they haven't had any <laughs> or conversation. Just one of their taking a breaks. I, I asked Ralph before. I asked Ralph about it. He said, uh, "Chris is just too much. He's too much. I need a break." <laughs> Ralph, thinks someone, Ralph thinks someone else is a lot, huh? Yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah, the Ed Sheeran concert was very cool, and I should tell you that uh, Howard One Hundred One. We're going to broadcast Sirius X XM's. Uh, very intimate Ed Sheeran summer concert from Stevens Talk House in the Hamptons, 7 p.m. Eastern, and again at 7 p.m. Pacific. I got a couple of songs from, uh, here he is doing what his day? thing. 7 p.m.? What, what? Uh, blah, 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 7 p.m. Did I not give the date? Just every day at 7 p.m. We should be sitting by the, by the XM app. It'll be Friday. Good point. Good dudes, when you write the promo, you got to give the date. Robin's right. Thank you for thank you for actually listening. I have to leave now. I got to be by my Go sit by your radio.
sleep till late nights and then long have fun. Let's do that again. Let's. I didn't click the button. <laughs> it was fun. He did a lot. Well, you listen to the concert. You see, uh, he does that whole thing where he shows the audience how he does it live. That looping, you know, it was pretty cool. Uh-huh. Yeah, I enjoyed it. And uh, yeah, so yeah, I went out and it was you know basically like no mask. You know, I'm the last holdout with the COVID. And uh, I know I'm wondering if I should grab my mask again because you know COVID is uh, prevalent right now. The first lady has COVID. <laughs> summer surge. I know. It. Uh, yeah, they're calling it a oh, summer yeah. surge. I went um, prevalent. Yeah, I'm coming into the city to do a bunch of the shows next week. I'll be in the city, and I'm going back to the city. Going to go to restaurants and everything. I'm trying to prove that I'm uh, you know a man of the people now. I'm out there without the mask, <laughs> and uh, not, and then of course they announced this big COVID surge. <laughs> But I told you, I'm just going to get COVID. I know I'm going to get it. But I didn't get it this summer. And I did I did go to some dinner parties. Uh, I had well, people I, over the I house. I kept telling you you're not going to get it. You're the only no. one who has decided you're going to get it. JD got it. Mike Trainer got it. <laughs> Will got it this summer. Mike Trainer well, has COVID right now. you had it more, more than once? <laughs> I mean, it was my second time. So, it, yeah. I mean, it was just like, it just felt like a cold or whatever. But, uh, yeah, I don't... Uh, I don't know how I got it, but whatever. No yeah, one else. You don't get go it. out and you don't talk to people. How'd you get it? <laughs> exactly. I mean, no one else went to Steve Nowicki. No one else seemed to get it from Nowicki's wedding. So I, I don't know. JD JD told me he thought he might. You said you thought you might have gotten it at the supermarket. I no. I, l- listen, I either from the time I went to Nowicki's wedding, I. Uh, I uh, I went to uh, the, the the hotel room, uh, okay, that I stayed in the the supermarket. Uh, uh, you know, that was pretty much it that uh, that I saw that that weekend, and uh, so I don't know. I don't know what the hell happened. Well, Mike Trainer got it for the third time. Wow! And and also got gout. You got gout. <laughs> <Yeah. fat. laughs> I didn't know we were doing the full update. Yeah, uh, it's been a, a, a great summer. I have COVID currently. I have Paxlovid right here. Uh, it's serious. You have it all right now. Yeah, I. It's it, the Paxlovid is amazing. It really helped me a lot. But I had. It, I have that nasty taste in my mouth. But uh, right. yeah, it was a rough weekend before I got that. So never, well, my di- when I was when you say it's a. You were told not to use Paxlovid? I would use it. Yeah, because they weren't serious symptoms or anything, so they said, you know, don't worry about it. I had, like, what you would consider, like, a really bad flu, aches, and, like, I was just... It started with exhaustion. Like, I just thought I was tired from my regular life with kids, (laughs) but it turns out there was something more going on. And, uh, yeah, this is my third time having it, though, so I knew the drill. I got got on... I did a virtual care with a doctor right away to get the Paxlovid so I could kind of get on the the train here, but I'm, I'm, I'm doing okay. And once well, you take the Paxlovid, isn't it like day one you start feeling better? Yeah, it was pretty pretty fast. I mean, I don't know what it would be like if I did nothing, but uh, yeah, it would. Uh, it, it was pretty fast. That I started feeling better, a little more normal. I'm able to work today like normal. Wow. I'm just wondering what kind of doctor JD has. Oh, uh, don't worry about it. Oh, don't worry about it. One of the times what about, I, um, was fun, what about though. what about gout? 
Uh, what's that <laughs> deal? <laughs> well, I love- uh, yeah, yeah I, I went to a fish show this summer, and uh, oh, as I was as I was leaving, uh, I took a step. I was going down steps, and all of a sudden, it felt like I broke a bone in my foot. I was like, "What the mm. fuck?" And I like it was really hard to get home. And uh, I went to go get X-rays the next day, and I was sure that it was like something had to have broken. And he looked at my foot and was like, "Ah, uh, that's gout." And <laughs> yeah, and it turns out I think I maybe was taking some supplements that maybe had some stuff in excess that can cause gout over time. <laughs> uh, the doctor also was like, "Do you like to drink beer?" And I was like, "Yes, I do." And so you know, there's certain things that I'm uh, scaling back considerably as a result. But I, I stopped taking uh, those supplements for sure. Yeah, you know, whenever you fuck with that shit, I've learned the less shit you take, the better off you are. Just eat a healthy diet and, you know, keep your well, fingers crossed. Well, nobody even knows what a healthy diet is, though. You say that to yeah. to him, and he, he might eat anything. God knows what he thinks is healthy. Cheetos. <laughs> Cheetos and beer. <laughs> yeah. um, is that bad? I didn't know. <laughs> uh, anyway, so, uh, yeah, those were the updates over the summer. <laughs> that uh that i think but i, I want to mention what happened with jd and gary gary was just trying to say jd i care about you i love you and uh yes yes and, and jd and, called and, the halt to the whole thing yeah it just wasn't necessary i know how gary feels he doesn't have to express, have to express it i get it I, I i love him and appreciate it but uh yeah i like i'm just i was just sitting on my couch watching tv JD. and I, you know i got JD. into a deep conversation with gary all of a sudden jd as an exercise right now, I want you to sit quietly while Gary tells you what he wanted to tell you on the phone. He already told me this. No, no, no. You stopped him. No, go I ahead, didn't. Gary. He said it. He said I let him talk. Whatever. Go okay. ahead, Gary. So I said, JD, you know, I love you and um, I'm always thinking about you and I just want to make sure you're good and, um, you know, and I care about you. And he just said, uh, yeah, we're not doing this. <laughs> no, I said I so hold on. I no you well I said I said we're not doing this before he went into all that. Then he said uh, it. And I no, said, no, no. I pre- oh, JD, I said it and then you go, Okay, okay, we're not doing this. And then you said, I know how you feel. You don't have to tell me. Please stop. I appreciate it, yes. <laughs> yeah. I'm with you. I take it as an insult if Gary did that to me. I'd be like, What does he think I can't function? But he but Gary's just being nice. That's all. I, I, you, I, I know, I and I, I do appreciate it, but uh, I'm I'm okay. And but I love Gary and I love but Ronnie. You, you assume that Gary thinks something's wrong with you, and is not just trying to express his love uh, for well, you. That maybe that's just a, a projection of how I feel about myself that uh, that I'm putting on to how sure. others no, feel about me. I'll clear so. that up. Gary thinks there's something wrong with you. Don't worry. About <laughs> well, yeah, that's. <laughs> By the way, one of the guys on our show, Steve Nowicki, very talented. Uh, performer uh he got married he got married over the summer and i got the report on the wedding boy oh boy came up with like almost a zero that whole wedding jesus christ jd the report i got on you is you showed up at the wedding and watched the reds game the entire time and barely spoke to anyone you were on your phone that's what I read. That's what I read here in the notes. Well, well listen, listen. Okay, this was yeah. at the. This was after the ceremony. This was uh, at the at the when we're all sitting down at the table. Uh, I'm sitting next to trainer and Benji, and uh, you know, I Ooh. try talking to Benji. I go, uh, Benji, you know what? Uh, what have you been doing all summer? And he just kind of goes, hey, yeah. 
<laughs> that's, all, that's all he said to me. So, uh, yeah, and, wow. uh, and the, uh, the Reds are in a, they still are, thank God. They are in a, a playoff contention. So I wanted to keep up with them. And yeah, I had the, the, my phone there and, uh, you know, I was able to listen to speeches and, and, uh, uh, I forget whoever's dad <laughs> and they gave well, a nice speech. And dad. I think it, I, I forget. <laughs> and, uh, whatever. Dude, um, when you go to a wedding, let me talk to you man to man. Yes. When you go to a wedding, you can't sit there and watch a Reds game on your phone. I wasn't, you know? I wasn't like, I wasn't fully focused. I would glance every now and then. You know, I glance, I can do a glance. I can do a glance. I you wanted didn't to keep need up to do with a it. glance. You could have been at the wedding. I was at the wedding. I, listen, well, I was at the, I no, watched the ceremony. I was at the wedding. <laughs> huh? Well, from, from what I heard about this wedding, JD might have had the right idea. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yes, yeah, Steve's, was, uh, was, everyone was very negative about it. Ronnie had a horrible time. I know that. I've heard about that. Oh, Jesus. Um, not that he told me, but I've, I've, you know, I get notes back on Steve's wedding uh-huh. and it was really crazy, right, Jason? Yeah, I, I, it, kill, it kills me to say it because Steve's a great freaking guy. Um, and I love and Steve. Was- the best, the best, and everyone was beautiful and nice and sweet and all that, all that stuff. But yeah, I, the, the, it was the talk of the summer that the wedding was not a hit in the office. Uh, and, oh, and really, the, the, the headline was the food situation. I mean, that's. I mean, there's a lot yeah. of stuff that went on. Well, I heard. Wor- want to hear what I heard? And I, you can sure. tell me if I'm right or wrong. Yeah, Where's yeah, Steve, absolutely. by the way? I don't want to talk behind his back. Ronnie, <laughs> tell me if I'm right or wrong. On show this. his face. Yeah. <laughs> Steve, did you get any negative feedback about your wedding? Do you know what people were saying? Behind your back? I, I did not hear. This is news oh. to me. Oh, <laughs> are you going to Are you going to be upset if people <laughs> hated your wedding? No, no, go for it. It's all okay. All okay. Good. People, no one said anything the day of, so it's fine. All right. Here's what I heard. Here's where I heard. Did you think it was a good wedding, by the way? Me? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I thought so. It was a great time. Ronnie, right? Bad I wedding, right? I was hot at the wedding. That was it. I, okay. I, that's 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 what brought he's it down for me. He's not hot in Vegas. He's no, hot at no. Mickey listen, Rob, listen, listen, listen to me. Yeah. Can I? Can, let, me, let me fucking explain. Yeah, I'm, I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to piss on his wedding, but we. It was very warm that day. It was very fucking muggy. Okay, <laughs> so the ceremony was in this the room. Was like an atrium. It was all like glass and. There were fans on. There was no air conditioning. And you had to dress in black. Everybody was dressed in black. And there was 150 people stuffed in this room. And it was very hot. That's 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 what got I'll me. I'll tell you this story. Here's what I heard. So people were told the wedding starts at 6 o'clock. Right, Steve? You had to get there at 6 o'clock. Oh, yeah. yeah. 5.30 they, they, actually, Howard. This kind of All right, 5.30, whatever it is, 5.30. You had, to, you had to be there by 5.30, yeah, right. So everyone who got there on time, they go up to the <laughs> wherever Steve had this place, whatever joint that he, you know, was having the wedding. The, the people are banging on the door. All the ladies who've been traveling far away from, you know, whether they're coming from Jersey or Connecticut or whatever or Manhattan, they they get there in their cars and they're banging on the door. They want to use the bathroom. They got to pee. The place goes, the place goes, fuck you. You can't come in. Not until the wedding starts. Stay out. This is a half hour before the wedding. 
Wow. Now, everybody's... Steve's laughing. Uh, So (laughs) I didn't know any of this. I was having a great time. Let me tell you, Steve, let me tell you the whole thing. (laughs) So... People start scrambling. Where are they going to go pee? Because, like, the late, you know, ladies, it's, it's like, it's horrible. Long drive. They want to get Long out drive. of pee. Yes. So now everyone's scrambling, looking for a bathroom. They're going to malls. They're driving to fast food they're joints. They're driving away and going to look for a bathroom. Yeah, like a they got to go. Of women that walked, like, uh, they were circling the block. I think they found a hair salon that let them use the bathroom. Oh, yeah, and, some and, people and all dressed up and they're, you know. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. And then the dress code was wear black, like Ronnie All said. Black. It's summer, they finally, Steve. They finally <laughs> let everyone in. They get into this place to, to the actual where they're going to be married. No air conditioning is on. Zero. There ain't air conditioning in the building. Whatever Steve paid, I guess he didn't pay for air conditioning. He, like, he didn't buy that package. You know what I mean? <laughs> you want your pl- guests to be cool? No. Uh, the bar yeah. area important. where you enter yeah. through had air conditioning. But then, yes, the ceremony, 20 minutes, 20, 30 minutes on, under the fans. <laughs> well, anyway, it was hot. Like Ronnie said, hot, you know, and, and no offense, Ronnie's elderly. You know, he can't be sitting there and, uh, you know, you saw the place. There was a lot of elderly people there. <laughs> so, so, so it was crazy. Like, so people were wilting. Then they get out of the ceremony. And you go into where the food is going to be, this cocktail hour. Well, the food I heard for cocktail hour was like two trays, right, Jason? What was it? Yeah, this is, this is, this is me saying this, and uh, I'm not know if anyone agrees with me, but yeah, it wasn't a ton of food and, uh, uh, sorry, Steve, I'm sorry, but the food didn't look that appetizing. It was like a tray <laughs> of cocktail shrimp on a, on a plate with no ice and beef tartare that looked very questionable. And that, so I didn't eat a cocktail hour. You ate a Jason. It was fine to me. Yeah, you got COVID. There was like a table. Food poisoning. When, when yeah. you came out, when you came out of the, the atrium area, there was like a table where, where you could get food. But yeah, and when you walked out, there was a bunch of people at the table. So, you know, you step away for a little bit. Uh, but no, they had like waiters, people walking by with hors d'oeuvres and I, Yeah, but that. it got to the point where they couldn't get through anymore. It was, they gave up halfway through the cocktail hour because they couldn't, they couldn't walk through then all the Steve, people. So. Then Steve had this idea that instead of like a regular sit down dinner, he's going to have these uh, fast food trucks pull up. What is it? For, what kind of fast food was it, Steve? Shake Shack, which is like Shake Shack. top tier. It's not like McDonald's. Like no, that is quality. Mm. Anyway, I want quality my fast. wedding so, yeah. gift back. I want my wedding <laughs> gift back. Yeah, yeah I, I get a lot of money. money. <laughs> one of the staffers, one of the staffers did complain. He's like, I think Steve's wedding was a grift. I think it was to get as much money oh, as possible uh, while spending the least amount of money as possible. Uh, <laughs> well, people oh, told me. Oh, my goodness. So a Shake Shack truck pulls up. And now people got to wait online. Shake Shack truck? Wait, wait, how can I paint a picture for you? Just a, a, a big. So the, the invite did a bold thing, which I've never seen a wedding invite do before, where it told everybody to come hungry. Like it said it on the invite, come hungry. We're going to feed you. So <laughs> wow. you show up at five 30. We're in at six. The hot, sweaty, fine cocktail hour. I didn't find something to eat. Fine. Other people did great, but now I'm hungry and I'm, I'm waiting. We go into this room. And it's beautiful, long tables with all these plate settings on it. You know, the plate with the smaller plate. For two hours, not not a piece of bread, not not a salad, not a soup, 
nothing. No, no food, zero food. I think the, the, the plates were just there for decoration. And then at like <laughs> nine o'clock, Steve gets up and he's like, Hey, everybody, there's a burger truck outside. Go, go get dinner. And the rush of just 150 people oh. up and running to a truck stampede. Out Guess who led stampede. that rush? Guess who led that rush? <laughs> Guess did. who was the first in line? No, first in line at the truck. <laughs> John JD. Hine. Oh, John Hine. Uh-oh. Yeah. All right, well, he's a big boy. He's hungry. And, yeah, but he was in, he he was in heaven. <laughs> yeah. John, John was in heaven with the Shake Shack truck being there. Oh, yeah, yeah. He was, he he was in heaven. So it well, took, I was in the back of the line. It took me over two hours to get to the front, get order the food, get the food, go back to my table. And, and I think I ate dinner like by 11 o'clock at night. So. It was delicious. Kidding? Wait a minute. It, it was you got there at 530. Yeah. <laughs> and you're eating at 11? 1030, 11. Yeah. Yeah. It wow. Was, uh, yeah. Ronnie, I, and, and, Ronnie, and Ronnie turned to someone at the wedding and said he was going to eat his napkin for real. Right? He was so hungry. <laughs> right, Ron? Like, and like, Ronnie, when you had to wait online, you were like, what the fuck? Right. Well, there was a line already, so, it, yeah. it, it, you know, we knew what was going on at that point. Uh, I had no idea what the hell, you know, they said to go outside, and then when I walked into the, there was like a little lobby area, and there was people like all lined up, and I see this truck outside, and then Sal, Sal was the best, <laughs> we find, we, we're standing online together, and we get up to the truck, and Sal is starving, and, you know, he had a few drinks in him and shit, you know, Sal, <laughs> and... uh <laughs> He, he's sticking his hand in the window, grabbing French fries from the guy <laughs> right out of the truck. Yeah. Yeah. Out, out of the truck, and the guy kept slamming the fucking window, trying to slam the window on his hand. Oh my and he, god! And he shooed him away like a pigeon. Yeah. He, finally, he finally pissed him off so bad he, that the guy told him, "You get the fuck out of here!" And he <laughs> locked the window. He closed it and locked it until he had to open it to give everybody their food. Well, people were discussing oh ordering Domino's pizza was the feedback I got. Getting they it were delivered? So, yeah, getting it delivered to the wedding because was, they wanted to eat. So they were having a hard time. I, 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 when yeah. I got home, the first thing I did was make a grilled cheese sandwich. Uh, nice. <laughs> the second I got home. <laughs> they were supposed yeah, yeah. to pace the tables out. I thought the yeah, tables no, they, were getting paced out to and the... And no they didn't do it right, Steve. The yeah, other, like the tables other funny, The other funny part was... Every, you know, everybody get their food. It was late. And then you would see people all of a sudden they were there and then they were gone. Like they, there was the Irish goodbye. People started to disappear from the wedding. Like there was people just walking you out. Ate and it was you, you just left at that point. Yeah. It was crazy. And there was no cake. Like there wasn't a cake to wait for. It was like donuts on a table. Um, so like, yeah, it was nothing. To, <laughs> Steve. It was like a giant donut display. It was like a tree of donuts from a uh, very good donut place. But <laughs> yeah, donuts were yeah. awesome, man. I took one as I walked out. <laughs> you I was wondering what was going on with Ronnie. He was so quiet. I'm like, hey, Ronnie, how you doing? He goes, Dude, I was so starving. <laughs> Dude, no, it wasn't the starving part. I was so fucking uncomfortable. I was so hot. I was dressed in all black. I had a yeah. three piece black suit on. With a black shirt and a black tie, everything black, and it was like so warm from the beginning that I was uncomfortable. Not that, dude, I get it. Y you do what you can do, you know. It was. Yeah, Mike Perlman to told there. me. Uh, Mike Perlman told me you were in a foul mood the whole night. <laughs> I wasn't in a foul mood. I was just warm, man. It was like I was very un 
It was hot. We called them lemonade. Was there air conditioning in the reception, or was that not air conditioned either? No, No, that was all air conditioning. No, that that was was. air conditioning, but I was so uncomfortable (laughs) from the whole ceremony, the the cocktail hour, like by the, at the, people were like pushing the people out of the way to get to the bar because they needed a drink because they were they were so hot they they didn't care if they got water they didn't care they just wanted something to drink Uh, it's like uh it's like they were lost on an island uh and and by the way you you got all dressed up to like go to a prison dinner you know everybody's all dressed dressed up we're standing on the sidewalk in brooklyn where there was no air conditioning waiting for the food people are like walking their dogs around us and you know and doing like their nightly like fucking runs to the bodegas oh and we're sounds like there. a prison camp this doesn't sound like a wedding <laughs> yeah. mike did you try to talk to ronnie during the wedding or was it uh impossible because he was in such a bad mood I, 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 he, he, i'm telling you he told me right away said so ronnie was in a bad mood you know he loves talking to ronnie he uh, uh he was upset he was upset mike did you think yeah. mike mike did you think ronnie was angry with you no i you know i don't know what it was because he i walk in First, we were in the bar area before we went to the, uh, you know, the, the, the reception. And, uh, I see him first and he's walking into the greenhouse where Steve got married. And I, and I said, someone said, look, there's Ronnie. I said, Hey, Ronnie, what's up? And he just kind of went like this. He like almost like a celebrity, like walking, like talking off the paparazzi. He was like this, just putting his arm out at me, like, all right, how, how you doing? <laughs> yeah. And he just walked in. He just, no, he, I did he didn't want anything because, to do with me. Dude, I did that because I knew he was ready to start his shit with me right away. <laughs> even, even, even his, his fiance even said to me, yeah, I know he gets on you, man. She, she knows even. Oh, but he, he, he was, uh, yeah, he, he was in a bad mood that night. He was, you know. <laughs> no, I was hot, asshole. I told you that. We tried hot. to talk to him. I took a picture <laughs> with him. Oh my God. I have a great yeah. picture. We I, I went to go take a picture with him and, yeah. uh, the picture's hilarious because he just looks so grumpy and cranky and no smile. He's like yelling at the person taking the picture and I'm, I'm smiling. I'm happy to see him. And it's just like the juxtaposition Dude, is hilarious. I took pictures with other people. I was happy as can be. Oh, you look, I good. know you. You I break. Dude, you, I got, I have a, a, like a, such a thorn in my side for you. It, I don't know oh, what the fuck it is. It was is. so good to see him though. It was so good to yeah. see him. The last time I saw you was in Miami and it was a blast just to, just to, to oh, see yeah, him in person. It was a blast in Miami. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You know, Ronnie, I heard uh, the report I got on Mike was that his hand did not leave his girlfriend's ass for the entire party. Yeah, this is true. This is true. Yeah. Got to hang on to this. This true. But he's very possessive, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You yeah. can see he didn't let any. Yeah, he didn't even let you put his hand, put your hand on her ass. Like, no, he didn't no. even share. Right. Yeah. No. But she did tell me, man, she knows all about him with his shtick with me. Oh, yeah? Well, What'd she say? I got to say, he, well, uh, go ahead, Ronnie. Yeah, well, you know, about how he bugs my ass and she knows how he constantly gets on me and stuff like that. And she, mm. she goes to me, I would be the same way. <laughs> <laughs> She'd be sick of him, too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but he got, he got really pumped up over the summer. Look at how Who, big Mike? he is. Look at those yeah, Mike. arms. Yeah, oh, Mike's showing like off that, those Robin. big arms. <laughs> yeah, he's all pumped up. What you, wow. what are you hitting though? We hit the gym a little heavy this summer? No, nah, actually I felt like I didn't hit it as hard as I should have this summer. Oh, oh my god, like you got ass. a problem. <laughs> Holy bitch, 800 pounds. So. Dude, you're looking like, you're looking like Nicole Bass now. <laughs> <laughs> Thank well, you. Well anyway, Steve, you know, congrats on the wedding, but, uh, geez, uh, I had to break it to you. People were busting balls. I heard, all I heard about this summer was the wedding, the wedding, the wedding. And, uh, 
Although Sal had a great time, I will say that he oh, yes. sang at the wedding. He sang. He sang. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. So I'm it seemed unprompted. I don't know if it was prompted in the wiki, but the, all I know is I turned around and he's got the mic and he's the MC now. Yeah, I asked him ahead of time. My buddy wanted to sing an Italian song with Sal. So Sal's like, oh, he's like, does he know uh, Tuttle Tunga at L'Italiano? And my buddy's like, I got no, give me like the mob hits. So they did a Cella Luna Mesomare. That's a Sal. Sal's like a throwback. I see. I saw that Sal over the summer went to Italy, and now he's dressing oh. like he's uh, like like he's. I, I don't know how to describe it, but it's a very European look. You know what I'm talking yeah, about with the really? shirt unbuttoned and the whole oh, thing. Oh yeah, yeah. no, chains uh, and hair. Yeah. And, like this oh now. my. Yeah, yeah he's like that. Oh, good lord. <laughs> Jeez. That's wow. what he brought back yeah. from Italy. Listen in a, in a meeting, and he just got like his shirt off. It's, it's, it's crazy. <laughs> that that cross necklace is showing every time. Yeah. Like he's getting yelled at at the wedding the whole night by uh, his wife because uh, he's <laughs> vaping at the table and hiding he's, vaping and oh uh, really? They yeah. still not getting along him and the wife? <laughs> Didn't seem like it at the wedding. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. The other thing I heard about Sal is you went on vacation to Italy this summer and his father couldn't go. Uh, oh, hey, it's Sam. a wild story. It's Which, uh, yeah. Where's Sal? Hey, Sal. Hey, your father, how are you? Your father went on vacation, and uh, but he couldn't go to Italy because what is he, yeah. he wanted? Well, what happened was um, I wanted to bring my parents to Italy, and uh, my father couldn't go. So I said to my, the reason why my father couldn't go is because he's wanted in Sicily. Uh, for, <laughs> yeah. What he's is he lived, wanted he, for? Well, he had he has an apartment in Sicily, and he would go like three months out of the year. Every year, he would just go by himself, which my mother loved because we got him the hell out of the house. And um, turns out, he was getting social security from Italy because he was a resident of Italy, but he was only there three months at a time. And he's also getting social security in the states. So he wow. would brag to his so he would brag to his friends in the morning when he had his, at the cafe that I you, you guys are a bunch of schmucks. I get social security from Sicily. I get it from America. I'm making a fortune. So they said, "Yeah, fuck Tony," and they they ratted out my dad, and now he's wanted. <laughs> and it was like, about, yeah, he he owes him about seven or eight thousand dollars, and um. So I, I wanted to take my mom. I told my mom, Mom, I'm going to treat you. I'm going to take you back to your town where you grew up. And she said she, she didn't want to go because she was scared that she was going to be detained at the airport because of my father. <laughs> so he ruined the that trip for my mom as well. Yeah, he's yeah, always she... ruining everything for her. Yeah, and what so happened? Your wife told you at uh, Nowicki's wedding not to vape, and you were vaping anyway. You just ignored it. No, her. it wasn't. No, I think it was Samantha remembers it. I don't recall. Sal, I had a couple of. You, you're saying you weren't vaping at the wedding? Are you fucking uh, kidding maybe me? Under the Sal. Table. Sal. Oh, Sal. Vaping on, under dude. the table, and then it would blow He was vaping up. right next to me. He was right sitting next to me. He was vaping. Oh, he pulls a move where he's like, he goes under the bar and blows the smoke out from <laughs> under the uh, bar. <laughs> Howard, yeah, Sal, was, hey, Sal was tipsy. Just, and he kept talking with his hands and slapping Ronnie in the face. And Ronnie was getting so pissed off. Well, I don't blame him. No. I mean, Ron, what is yeah. that? The guy's supposed to be talking with his... Because he talks with his hands. He was like flapping his fucking hands all over the place. <laughs> but he... And then and just... You know. 
during the speeches. Drinking fucking wine, and it, I thought I was going to get a glass of wine poured on me. It was crazy. Oh, man. Oh, please. Yeah. <laughs> Sam, what was your impression of Nowicki's wedding? I heard that you were going to order Chinese food at one point <laughs> into the wedding. <laughs> Listen, it was a beautiful venue. They looked beautiful. <laughs> I worked out that morning, and it said, yeah. don't eat anything. It said, come hungry, the invitation. Right. Yeah, I I was so hungry I couldn't I couldn't see straight, and I'm in heels and a tight dress, and like, you know, I was worried about right. oh this dress is nice going to be tight too. Nice dress she had on. Uh, thank, oh yeah, thank you, Ronnie. <laughs> wow. Nice tight dress. <laughs> but and it was black as you were supposed to wear, and yeah. I remember thinking like, oh god, if I I, I know it's a wedding, I'm going to eat a lot. I love eating at a. Was wedding. Ronnie being inappropriate with you? Or no, you, no, I love no. Ronnie. We were just talking about if we should get Chinese food or pizza. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, but, so the wedding, but, so the so the wedding invitation says, "Come hungry." It didn't say, "Leave hungry" as well. No, and the worst <laughs> thing was, um, so my husband didn't eat that day either, and oh. he was he was not happy. So right. I was on like damage control. You know, he was just he was just like, "I'm fucking starving." Like I I worked from six a.m. I'm starving. Like I think I have to leave. And I was like, "We can't do this. This is a work event. We can't leave. This is Steve. Like come on." He's like, "I am starving." I have been up since five in the morning. So it was a little, it, it was a shame that everyone being hungry was, was the thing everyone was talking about, but it was right. beautiful. Um, <laughs> one funny thing yeah, that beautiful. happened with, with Christine great. and Sal. So yeah. Sal was, Sal was kissing everybody and hugging them during the toast. And Christine was trying to get him to shut up. And she's like, come on, Sal, come on, get over here. And he's not listening to her. And then she points to Richard and I. She's like, listen to your work wives and sit the fuck down. Because we're like waving him over. <laughs> and then I turn to Christine. I go, oh, you know, he, he's coming. He's coming. And she's like, he can take his dick out in front of anybody. Show it to the world. And he and I can't tell him what to do. <laughs> oh, no, that wasn't it. She was moving. I'm sorry. That's not right. Christine was moving the place card. So that was another issue. You weren't sitting next to your significant other. So right. the place cards, it's like, you know, your significant other's across this long table and it's loud and they can't hear you. So Christine started moving the place cards and, and then the, all the place cards got messed up. Everyone jumped in and started moving them. And then like there wasn't a chair. Richard didn't have a chair to sit in <laughs> <laughs> because like all the place cards got moved. So you see why your wife won't fuck you? You don't listen to the woman. She, uh, yeah, I don't you just listen, like, I know. you don't, you really don't, you haven't learned. That's what no, happened. But I, I but uh, Howard, for once I did the right thing. Thing. I said to her, I go, you can't move the place <laughs> cards. I go, I go, this is disrespectful. This is how Stephen wanted it. And, and she then said, you she know what? said, you, you can show it. off your cock and balls on, uh, to the world, and I can't. You, you, you're telling me what to do. Shut the fuck up. She's right. I was a good husband, and I shut up, and that was it. Yeah. <laughs> the other thing I heard was that uh, Mike's uh, Mike Perlman's uh, girlfriend's super hot. Benji uh, was really oh, into her. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Benji <laughs> was taken with oh. Mike's girlfriend? She likes yeah, Benji, Benji, too. She's like, oh, oh really? so cute. I miss she him. She looks good. Thank you. No, yeah, I, I was talking about Benji. I oh. mean, you Benji was wearing a baseball hat the whole time. But it was a dress. Ba it was a dress baseball cap, like a dressy looking one, not like well, the, you know. It, it was bald. like this black. 
Yeah. He's bold, and he doesn't want people to see. He thinks he's fooling somebody. Yeah, when you're the only person there at the ceremony wearing a hat, even (laughs) even there was a guy there with a giant cowboy hat on, and even he took it off during the ceremony. (laughs) Benji's hat is not coming off. (laughs) Howard, I'm not a big sweater. Like It takes a lot for me to sweat. And during the ceremony... We were sitting down. My husband's white as a goat. He looks like he's going to pass out. All the, Everyone's makeup is starting to melt. Like all the women, they go yeah. from looking great to all of a sudden all of our faces just start melting and our hair is moving out. And and when I got up, it looked like I peed a little on the seat. Oh, no. Wow. Because oh. that's how much I was sweating. I don't sweat a lot. And, and, and there was a little puddle of, like, honestly, ass sweat on the right. seat. And, yeah. and it was hot. It was hot. So yeah. if I was wearing a tuxedo, I think I would have been ex- extremely uncomfortable. Sadly, yeah. it was kind of like a greenhouse. Uh, the the vibe. Atrium. Yeah. Atrium. That How hot. much money did you give uh, Chris? Because I shelled out a. Bu- I didn't even go to the wedding. Thank God. Oh, God. Yeah, I'm I hearing. didn't go to the wedding, and I that. gave a great gift, <laughs> but it sounds like he didn't spend any of that money. So. Oh no! <laughs> I spent so much money on that wedding. I don't even. What that say. wedding oh, cost you, Steve? Because everyone's oh, feeling like he had cheaped out. Really? <laughs> it was so much uh, money. Well, Steve, Robin, it was, it was like crazy. the. Uh, it was like the fire festival. Like I paid so much, oh. and uh, <laughs> I just got a just got a piece of cheese on the plate. We had cheese on plates. Everybody's suing. Who went to the wedding? <laughs> oh, pe- people should have ate during that cocktail hour. There was food. If you're hungry, eat the fucking food, whatever we had. <laughs> but uh, we did wait. There's once there's somebody in the office that gave an, an what I think, and I think Sam thinks this as well, an absurdly low uh, amount of money, and we couldn't believe it. Cause this, this Sam, what, do you, what is uh, Jason talking about? Howard, when I heard this, <laughs> I almost fell off my chair. Go ahead. This gentleman, who I really Mike like, trainer. Yes. <laughs> we're talking about oh, how much God. we're talking about how much we gave at the wedding. We're in the back office, and Jason, I don't remember. He gave five hundred and one dollars because he wanted to give more than me. I ended up giving four fifty, which I feel good about now. Honestly, sure. I probably would have nice given skip. less if I knew. I, I it, you know, it was, <laughs> but Mike, I say, Mike, what did you give for the wedding? He goes, Oh, I gave him fifty bucks. <laughs> I, I said, I said, why did well, you just? Well, right. <laughs> he was right. If you knew you were going to be eating hamburgers, you would have given less tips. I think that value. is so fucking offensive. He should have yeah. wiped his ass with a card written "fuck you" and put it in the in the box. Like that is so Steve, offensive. Steve, were you offended by trainer's fifty dollar gift for the wedding? Yeah, I I just thought oh. it was odd. Everybody was so generous, like over the top generous and sweet. And like we're going through gifts and it's like fifty bucks. I'm like, is that like a typo or something? <laughs> like it was just so. And then like even I'm in the airport going to my honeymoon. We're getting this beautiful honeymoon in Mexico, and I'm sitting in the airport going, "Why did Mike give me fifty dollars? Like, did he hate me?" <laughs> like, well, why? first of all, yeah, just Mike, about, Mike's okay. got like ten kids, and uh, you know he's on a budget problem. Uh, Does well, your wife that- work? Yes, my wife works. <laughs> yeah, but she but she makes minimum wage, right? She works at a yes, Shake Shack. Yes, absolutely. Right. She works. Yeah. She, she works in the Shake Shack right? truck. She works yeah. <laughs> Listen, I I love Steve, and I gave him a very small amount. I admit that I did, I did give a little bit more. I, th- I think I enjoyed the wedding more than anyone else, though. I I mean, the line wasn't great, but uh, right. I like Shake Shack. I probably gave myself gout that night on old fashions and burgers. Um, but uh, look, I, when I 
I was everyone was giving me a hard time. Sam is acting like I I, I committed a grave insult, like I, I took a shit on his front steps. I uh, I did give another fifty dollars, so yeah, you, you got a hundred so, for me. He felt so guilty. He goes, wait, hold hold on, hold on. He gets on the website and very quickly sends fifty more. Like, just like <laughs> it's coming in increments. Yeah, yeah. yeah look, I'm, I'm going to pay you in installments. <laughs> Lay away. I just feel like that it's is fun. such a resentful gift. Like fifty dollars. It costs us twenty dollars to get a salad without a drink in this area for lunch on a work day. Fifty. Like, would your wife have let you do? Like, did she do it or did you? What is that? I'm sorry. She was unaware. I, Sam, I look, I, I don't know if I have a great explanation that's going to make you say, oh, okay, I'll, I'll leave you alone about it. Look, I, I gave I gave a small amount. I gave a little bit more. And that's really all I have to say. I'm well, sorry, let me defend Steve. you. Let it. me defend yeah. you. First of all, Chris Wilding said that Mike is the cheapest person he's ever met. So, you know, well, he's just trying to keep his rep- he's trying to keep his reputation. Getting yeah. that extra 50 out, right? Yeah. <laughs> and my wife said to me, she's like, did you talk to Mike Trainer? Like, did you like? Say something? I'm like, no, no, I wouldn't say something. She's like, he sent another fifty dollars. I'm like, you did? like oh. <laughs> wait, more's coming. Just uh, hold, yeah, hold your hat. <laughs> as he earns, as he earns money, he will be sending you more money. It's the, it's a, like a layaway. Look, I'm saving up for Ronnie's wedding. I got to fly to fucking Vegas and get a hotel. And it's, it's right. a, lot, a lot of wedding expenses give him a gift, this year. Mike? And Ronnie's getting we'll $8. see. We'll see. I'll, I'll check with you. I'll hey. check with you, Sam. I'll run it past you. That's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Don't worry about it. Seriously, I Mike, have a feeling. Mike is giving the gift of his presence. Can I say something? <laughs> my my take on um, on uh, destination weddings is you shouldn't give a gift, even though I know I do. Because if you got to go fly, and then you got to go spend for the weekend hotel, and you got to get outfits, and you got to get and get and get and get airline tickets, whole thing. At that point, uh, the couple uh, should expect not to get a gift if you're going to make people fly somewhere. You know what I mean? I mean, it's a lot of money for people. It's just a Nobody lot of money. Anything, dude. No, I'm not, I'm not even singling you out. I'm just saying. So for Ronnie's wedding, no one needs to give a gift. Plus, Ronnie's too old oh, for thank gifts. You. He doesn't need it. So, I'm, I'm, Ronnie, I'll help you out with that. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> my summer easier. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. Give Ronnie gifts. Believe me. Don't, if you don't, then he'll, then he'll blame me. So, um, <laughs> oh, at Steve's it. wedding, there was candy in the bathroom, and some of us were eating that to try to get by. For <laughs> 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 <Matt> nourishment. <laughs> yeah. Well, hey. So, Steve, anyway, uh, what are you going to do? What are you going to do, man? You know, you can't please everyone. I'm, I'm sorry I missed it. Uh, How many minutes like was... did you spend planning the wedding? <laughs> <laughs> so much. <laughs> Three. So much I don't know. I was blissfully unaware, but I'm kind of shocked that I'm like so. But you know what? It, it's nice to be uh, blissfully unaware. <laughs> Just I had a great day. <laughs> it was awesome. uh, what was the plan for people who don't eat hamburgers? Because this is Shake Shack hamburgers and fries. Like, what do we? Yeah. What do you do? They no, had they chicken. had vegetarian chicken, but I, there was some other. There was a chicken, whatever. a mushroom, and a beef burger. They had a oh, portobello there's... burger stuffed with cheese. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. There you go. And, but uh, one truck. One truck. One big truck, a very big truck, truck, though. One Those truck. people not a did not look <laughs> like they knew truck. they were the only truck. <laughs> oh, my goodness. You mean they thought, there were five, 50, they thought there were 50 other trucks sitting next to them? Howard, when they pulled up and they saw that line of people, those poor people looked like, oh, fuck. Like, are we going to run out of food? I felt bad. I, I thought maybe they didn't. Steve, did they know they were the only food at the venue? <laughs> yes. 
People oh. should have done what Sal did. Sal had the right idea. What, steal from the truck? <laughs> just cram food in. I was, <laughs> I was starving. After that, guy, Sal, that guy was so I did it out of desperation. <laughs> Sal, you went up to the truck and just stuck your hand in the window and stole french fries? Howard, I was so fucking hungry, man. So when the guy opened the window to hand a burger to somebody, I just went in with my hand. Oh, and I, just fisted, I fisted the tray of fries. You know what the funny thing, Howard? You know, usually these food trucks are there like after an event. I recently went right. to a bar mitzvah. And after the bar mitzvah, there was like a beautiful pretzel truck with candy and everything. Like, oh, wow, it was stuff, but we still want a little more for the ride home. So I turn to Ronnie, I go, Wow, this is odd. I go, the after party truck is here now. And then somebody goes, no. And then no says, after no, party. That is, right. This is the party. That yeah, is the so. party. But I had a great time, Steve. So thank you for inviting me. It was awesome. Yeah, yeah we had a great time. Thank you. You were awesome. Your singing was incredible. I loved it. Thank you. There you go. Well, <laughs> Steve, well, at man. least, you know, Sal has a good time anytime he goes out because he <laughs> oh, just he's the life of the drunk. party. He just yeah. gets drunk and then starts stealing food or doing <laughs> vaping under the table, whatever he does. Yeah. Richard was like, Sal's all lubed up and ready to sing. He's been drinking. <laughs> oh, that sounds God. like you guys all. Yeah, Jason. Sal was just in Italy, as we we mentioned, and he he brings this whole act to Italy too. Uh, he he's going around, he's in the mall, he's singing, he's doing public singing, he's stopping on the street, he's singing and doing interviews. Uh, uh, Sal Sal is the yeah, greatest showman. Sal. Sal singing in an Italian mall. I got tape. Are you for real? You went into a mall and started singing in Italy? <laughs> it, it was a food court in Florence, and there was a lady at the piano, and uh, you know she takes oh, tips. So I gave her like five euro, which is a lot in Italy. And I said, "Can you play my way?" So she 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 found it on her phone, and we sung a little bit. But I I think somehow I broke a, somebody broke a glass, or somebody threw a glass. I don't know if they were throwing it at me or something. But to save the Sal is annoying in every country. You know <laughs> yeah, what I, mean? I was going to say, you know, they stopped talking about the ugly American. That's going to come uh, back. <laughs> and not the world. I had a little wine. What's that? What happened? Sal's singing, <laughs> singing in the street with accordion players. Let me this. <laughs> Forget your father. They should arrest you. <laughs> that caught me. That cost me ten euro as well. They, those guys, after they're done playing the coins, they take off their baseball hats and they push it into your face for money. So I, I gave them all the coins in my pocket. They're like, no, more, more. And there was like five of them, and they kept following me. So I played it safe and gave them another five euro out of my pocket. I was like, whoa. Uh, are the people than... laughing? Are the people that, that, that are walking by laughing? Are, are they enjoying it at all? Or are they just looking no, at they're looking like at me like what's, like, what's going on with this guy? You know? <laughs> yeah. Five euros more than uh, Steve got from Trainer for his wedding. So. <laughs> Look, I'm sorry. I, I, I just Venmoed Steve another $20 while we were talking. About <laughs> ah, nice. I mean, I'll send Sam a few bucks, too, because she was so insulted. It really, really bothered her. Very nice. Wow. Well, anyway. Yeah, and the I mean I got other updates from the summer about Sal, but I don't know. He Sal had a big realization over the summer that <laughs> Elvis Presley um is his hero of course, but his mother is a hero too, like Elvis and an inspiration to him because he's finally realizing what his mother had to go through being married 
to his father oh. like it's finally hit him like a ton of bricks and you know there's all yeah. kinds of revelations and, and all kinds of Jeez. realizations that sal is going through that could make for some interesting radio uh as the coming discoveries. months yeah sure. discoveries yeah. <laughs> he kept seeing signs all over italy m&m yeah fascinating i didn't i didn't miss you that much sal but you know, now I, <laughs> i'm not surprised i'm not surprised yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I miss anyway, you, Howard. Anyway, it's good to get the update. Everyone's summer, JD and uh, and gang. Congratulations, Steve, on your congratulations, Steve. <laughs> yeah, Steve. Steve. Yeah, congratulations. <laughs> you happily married? Are you enjoying marriage? Very happy. So happy. It was a wonderful day. Uh, <laughs> sorry about the food, but Steve, you should tell her to not listen to the show today. It's really hard for a bride to hear criticism about the wedding. You know. It's like oh, yeah. cutting the yeah. wires on Thanks the radio. Thanks to you, Sam. <laughs> I, can, I can imagine what's going to go on. I'm located. It's, it's a tough one. Howard, I'm hey, Ronnie. You know when you have your wedding, you're going to get hammered too, for oh, sure. Oh, I know. Yeah. I know. I, I said, I told Stephanie already, I said, listen, we could have the most exquisite, best, not one mistake in the wedding, and I'm getting hammered. So oh, don't yeah. worry about it. Let me tell you, these animals, they will rip apart anything. <laughs> they will you know find I mean? something. I know. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Steve, don't feel bad. You know, you know, they, you had a good time, right? That's all that matters. And you were smart. <laughs> You're smart. You didn't have me there because if I had to sit and wait for that fucking burger oh, truck, oh, all hell would have broken. Oh, God. I don't think yes, you'd be here. Steve, you wouldn't be here today. You'd have lost no. your job. I'd have fired. <laughs> if you got COVID at the wedding, Dude, like, it, oh, uh, yeah, so. Oh, you, you would have been, it. you would have been home by the time the fucking truck got there. <laughs> Are you kidding? <laughs> I, I went to my friend's house who had a pizza party this summer. Boy, they ran that like a military operation. The truck was there when I got there. I got there. I was the first person there. <laughs> and they hadn't even started the pizzas yet. I said, where's the pizza? They go, well, it's, we're waiting for the guests. They go, start mine now. I want to start now. <laughs> I, I got there. I sat my wife down. We had pizza and no one was there. I ate up. That was it. <laughs> Left. Wham. Out. That's you it. You didn't even see the rest of the party. <laughs> no, that was the party. I ate my pizza and I left. That was it. Oh, I would, I would have been a bear at that wedding. Oh, you kidding? You got to feed me like constantly. I want to see the no, food you would have been gone. You would have been gone. Oh, if you had to be yeah. waiting outside like we all were. Gone. Everyone was saying that. Oh, my God. Imagine if Howard was here. Oh, oh God. my God. It would, yeah. would not have been pretty. It Sam, at the pretty. first sign, any kind of glitch, I'm out. That's it. Helicoptered <laughs> <laughs> you out. Yeah. You would have gotten up Get right me in the of ceremony then. Yeah. 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 Call 911 and helicopter me out of here. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done. Uh, I don't know. Steve gives they, a shit, right? You married. had a bad time <laughs> yeah. at Burning Man. If Howard had been at that wedding, it would have been a worse disaster. I mean, that <laughs> wedding sounds like Burning Man, honestly. <laughs> I heard one person, the one person, one of the people who works here didn't have dinner till midnight. Oh, they yeah. didn't get a, yeah. They didn't get the, yeah. 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 Jamie. Yeah. It was tough. <laughs> Yeah, Jamie. <laughs> Stood in heels for an hour and a half online. Oh, My feet were. Oh. It was hard. It was hard. You, you know what's great too? You learn about people's relationships. So, uh, Mehmet and his wife were separated online. So his wife was way ahead of him. And so we all just assumed that she ordered a burger for Mehmet as well. Right. And when right. we asked her, she's like, no, fuck no. He can wait and get his own fucking burger. Damn. <laughs> oh, people oh, were animals. Cold. I went up to JD to say hi to him online. I wasn't even getting online yet. And he goes, you're not cutting the line. 
<laughs> I don't want to cut the line, you fucking Good asshole. Good for you, JD. I support that. I'm, I'm just saying I. Sure. JD, yeah, uh, uh, one of your coworkers, uh, 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 Sam, comes up and you tell her you can't cut the line. I, uh, I, I listen. I, uh, I'm sure I was joking, but it might not have came out that way. You were hungry. Angry. <laughs> you see how men are not even gentlemen. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, like even think for Sam, for JD would go fight for my life out in. there. Yeah. No. It would have been nice. Like you game. You could have had a nice conversation with Sam. No. You know, get out of here. No, Who I wanted you? to focus on the, on, the, on the task at hand. Yeah. <laughs> what did you order when you got to the Shake Shack truck finally? When you got to the I front got uh, whatever like was the regular burger meal or whatever, and I got uh, I got a chocolate shake. I didn't even finish that, but because uh, I wanted to keep drinking wine. <laughs> um, did you get fries? Of course. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that sounds like they fun. Not I'll give a- you that. They, they, they did not have the patience for substitutions. Like, so God forbid you, <laughs> oh, like, yeah. you, you didn't want a tomato on your burger. Forget about it. They like yelled at you. Yo, you're getting it the way we're serving. They were overwhelmed. They didn't know they had to feed a whole wedding. Oh, they were definitely, they were definitely overwhelmed. The one, the one guy that almost bit Sal's arm off. <laughs> you, he was ready to come out of that truck and kill people. <laughs> two, um, I didn't want to say this, Steve, but two people died at the wedding because they, they died of starvation. I wondered why there was an ambulance there. Yeah. Are you kidding? Ronnie told me at one point he looked above and circling around Ronnie were vultures. Like they were, you know, <laughs> I thought he was going down. Anyway, uh, but anyway, congratulations Boy, to Steve. Love, I would love to hear from somebody who worked that wedding. I really would. What was it like in that food truck when everybody was screaming and grabbing food? Steve, did uh, Fred go to your wedding? No. No, I didn't think so. Fred's antisocial. But he sent a really sweet gift. What is the you gift? Know, uh, I mean, I, it was more than trainers. It was more than $51. No. I, I, well, sent trainer, I sent him $50.50 because I didn't want to be the worst one. Oh, good. Sorry, Good for you, Fred. Fred isn't, it, Fred, isn't it great that trainers set the bar so low that we all look like oh, heroes? Yeah. Everybody hoping. might have bad things to say about Mike Trainer today, but he is my fucking hero. Because right. no matter what I, no no, no. I sent, he makes me look good. Thank right. you. You're the best. There you go. So, See? There you go. And congratulations, you a, you, Steve. There you go. You need, Thank you. You need a Mike trainer in every group. You, you really do. Absolutely. I was yeah, worried. Absolutely. The other, the other thing I heard about your wedding, Steve, and then I'll drop this topic, but um, John Blitt uh, didn't go, and he said his weekends are too precious. That he did not uh, keep him up a weekend. Yeah. I mean, the guy was honest. I'll tell you that. All right. Listen, enough about the wedding. Steve, congratulations. Sam's advice was good. Don't have your bride listen to this. She'll get all upset. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. Know. Yeah. You know. You know, Howard, uh, I was talking to Steve the other day and we were doing some work and I was asking him, you know, how's married life? He's so happy to be married. I never heard a guy talk like this after he got married. He was like, it's so great to have a wife, to have someone share your last name. It feels so good. And I, I was like, dude, I, I, I never heard a guy talk like that. So he's really happy that he's married, man. Good for him. He's in love. He's in love. What, good for him. Steve, what about your love life? Have you, your sexual, uh, you know, sometimes it drops off after the wedding, but is, uh, things, have is things maintained? True? Yeah, sure. Oh yeah. Once they're locked in, the, the party stops. You can say that again. 
All good. Very happy. Very, very excellent. <laughs> you kidding me? It does? It stops? Yeah. Are you, are you kidding? <laughs> you might have a dry spell after today. Sal, you've never heard of that before? That, uh, never. I that mean, after you get me? married, <laughs> sex can drop it's, off. It's a, it's a festival 24 <laughs> 7. <laughs> Why is that? Why do you get married and then like, Sex drops off. You know why? Why is that a I thing? I mean, does it drop off immediately? You really no, notice a difference? Like, uh, like, like, like an anvil out of a cartoon window. Ah, <laughs> 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 uh, you I never know. know. You never. You know. never. You know. Never so know. God bless you, Steve. God bless yes. you. <laughs> Steve <laughs> loves being married. Mike, you were shocked by Steve's love of marriage. Huh? Yeah, like, I, it was yeah. like you know, I never, heard, I, as I said, I never heard a guy talk like that after he got married. <laughs> you know, usually, it's like, all right, got it all out of the way. It's like, how misery you know, has the married life? Uh, you know, you th like it's amazing. I love it. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Aren't you getting married? Or are you Aren't married? Aren't you getting married? I'm engaged. I mean, yeah. Mike, I'm engaged. I haven't, I haven't said a date yet though. I'm gonna pull the excited? Ronnie thing. I'm gonna pull the Ronnie thing for as long as I could. <laughs> Sixteen year engagement. Sixteen years, brother. Yeah. Yeah. No. Got away with it. <laughs> All right, thanks, team. That's uh, team the Stern show. But when they all went to a wedding. And it was all I was hearing about all summer, but I was happy for my boy Steve Nowicki and his bride. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, you got to know with this group, no one's going to be happy at a party. You know what I mean? That's why, like, when I throw the Christmas party every year, I always have, like, five tons of food oh, waiting for these there's, animals. There's food you know. to feed a, a you know, refugee yeah. camp. Yeah, You've got so much food that I don't even know where the food goes because there's too much food. Yeah. Say hi to a few people. It's been a long summer. We haven't spoken to anyone. Uh, Jilly, you're on the air in Pennsylvania. What up? Good morning. Hey now. I'm hey so now. glad you're back. I've been waiting for you for months, my friend. But I must yeah. say, that pop-up show was amazing. That yeah, so... Both pop-up shows were amazing. I'll tell you the story of the pop-up show if you want to hear it. I would love it. So, I was obsessed Robin, yeah. with the idea that on social media, you know, on Instagram, you can go on Instagram and broadcast like that. Like if I'm sitting in the house with my wife, my wife says, let's go live. We can instantaneously reach her fans or even the fans of her feed. Right. Like that. So over the summer vacation, I was listening to a lot of music and doing painting and stuff. And I'm sitting in my room and I'm listening to some tunes. And I'm like, you know, these tunes are really good. I wish I could share it with my audience. Like, I wish I could hit a button and just go, hey, audience. Here's what I'm, I'm listening to. I'm yeah. sitting here and uh, I wanted to tell you these songs I'm playing and why I'm playing them. And I think they're pretty good. It'd be fun to do. So uh, I called uh, certain people who work here. I don't know if they want their names mentioned or not. And I said, it's driving me crazy. I want to be able to hit a button and, you know, and broadcast. And, and go and, on. Yeah. Well, they be explained live. to me why we can't do that. Because you need an engineer and you need this and you need that. You know, there's things you need someone in Manhattan running this and that. So I, I, but he said, let me, let me figure out the best way to do this. So what we came up with that, if I want to go on the air while I'm sitting and listening to music, there's a way for me to do it within five minutes during working hours. And then on other hours, if, if it was three o'clock in the morning and I wanted to do it, 
they'd have to get someone down there. And that might take a half hour or 45 minutes. Right. But that, that's about the best we could do right now. Because I, I like the idea that if I was sitting at home that I could broadcast. And I don't want to do that on Instagram because I work for SiriusXM. I want SiriusXM to get the benefit of my broadcasts. And the people who pay for their subscriptions to SiriusXM to get the benefits of, of, of the show. Why should I do it on why should I do it on Instagram? Fuck Instagram. You know what I'm what saying? What is Mark Zuckerberg doing for you? Right. 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 So uh <laughs> what's Mark right? Zuckerberg doing? Right. Yeah, he's, he, he needs more money. <laughs> so uh I'm sitting there going, I want to be able to broke it. Anyway, Team Sirius came back to me and said, We have a way to do it, we'll get you on. So I said, Oh, great. So I'd have to give them like five minutes notice. So I was having a dinner party. The first time I broke in live, I was I was having a dinner party that night and I was having some cool people over. Like really nice people. But I wasn't planning on broadcasting live. This is much to my point. But I was telling my wife, I now have the ability to broadcast live. So we're sitting and having dinner with this dinner party. And my wife announces to the table, hey, guys, Howard has this ability to go live on his show now. And I'm like, uh-oh. One of the people sitting there is Jimmy Fallon. And Jimmy's like not comprehending. He's thinking, oh, that's a great idea for a bit if you just break into your channels and go live. But he didn't think I had the ability to do it. Right. And Beth goes, no, you're not understanding. He, want, he can do it right now. You should go down and do it right now. So I went, uh-oh. I shouldn't be doing this because people will think I'm using them. Like I invited them over for dinner. They're going to think I invited them over so I can do a broadcast with them, which I was not planning on doing. But then when my wife suggested it, everyone at the table got super excited. And I said, well, we could go down and everybody pick a song and whatever song you want to, you know, whatever you want to do. And everyone was super high on the idea. But me being paranoid and neurotic, among other things. Shit got go, real. Well, shit got real, and also I was like, they don't really want to go down and do a broadcast. So yeah. here's who was over. John Bon Jovi and Dorothea, Jimmy Fallon and his wife Nancy, Brooke Shields and her husband Chris Henshey, Drew Barrymore was here, Allie Wentworth was here, Mary McCormick um, and her husband, and um, Chris Henshey was here. Chris Abbott was here, who was staying with the Downies. He's an actor. And, of course, my wife. And that's a pretty good dinner party. And, it would, I, and I, So now I ended up dragging everyone down to my basement. And that's how it came about. But then I went to bed that night thinking, this is a horrible thing I did. Because my guests probably think I've had this all planned out, but I did not. But I have to admit, Team Sirius really came through because I was able to broadcast just like that. The thing wouldn't have happened if we hadn't set up an immediate broadcast. Right. You follow what it I'm saying? It was awesome. It was awesome. I'm sorry. It was so cool. I was so surprised. I'm sitting here, like, listening to it. And all of a sudden, boom, this comes on. I looked at my friend. I was like, is this really happening right now? I'm not even I love doing it. I was like, I was floored, man. It was awesome. I love doing it. Was it was very cool. And uh, it was kind of fun, you know, but then, like, you know, I disapproved of a lot of people's songs that they picked. I didn't say me too, me too. But I love yeah, Brooke but... Shields song. I liked that. I hadn't heard that song in so long. I've been listening to it since, actually. It's like in the playlist now. Yeah. Brooke Shields uh, uh, played um, 
I'm trying to remember right now. And I like, I'll I tell you like, what it was. Give me a second. I got to think. I got the song. Know, in my head. Oh, send me a letter. Na, 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 yeah. na, na, it's called the letter. The letter. Yeah. Lonely days are my gone. My baby just uh, wrote, wrote me a letter. It was a fun yeah. one, man. It was a good one. I was surprised yeah, was by Bon Jovi's pick. I was the like, Eagles. Eh. Yeah, I like the Eagles. You didn't like the Eagles? Oh. I do. I do like the Eagles. I was just like, eh. It was all good. I still dug oh. it. I mean, I listened to it a couple times, like that broadcast. It was very cool, man. I just wanted to thank you. It was very cool. Cool surprise. Funniest guy was Brooke Shields' husband singing um, the Bronski beat. Very funny. <laughs> I have video of him singing it. It looks so funny because you can't hear the music, so he's just singing. and then. Uh, oh, he's singing It's like a cappella because you can't hear the music. And Jimmy Fallon did Rage Against the Machine, you know, mm -hmm. and he's screaming at, boy, you know, I got to tell you, that guy is a fucking powerhouse talent. Jimmy Fallon. Motherfucker, yeah. when he does a bit, man, he commits. I mean, he just was singing his heart out. And I was like, man, this guy knows how to do it. He just Fuck doesn't give two, he doesn't give two fucks. Same yeah. with Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, he goes in. He go, That's why he's a good actor. He goes all in. Total commitment. Yeah, I was, I was raving to you about his performance in, um, Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer. It's amazing. He's incredible. Yeah, I, I didn't see, I don't go to movies. Robin does go to the theaters and goes when it's empty, but, um, you know, pretty much empty. But I got every, this was the summer of the fucking Barbie movie. All right, Jilly, I got to go. I'll, I'll talk about this. Thank you. Lots of love, baby. Thank you. Yeah, you too, honey. You know what I mean? By honey. Not in a demeaning way. Uh, as yeah. little as demeaning as it can be. Yeah, and the least demeaning. <laughs> Anyway, um, this fucking Barbie movie, I didn't see it, but I have no interest in seeing it. And I, I mean, I think Margot Robbie's super hot, uh, but I don't know why I don't care about the Barbie movie. And I know you hated it, Robin. Robin just despised it. And but but you know, everyone. I told Howard but, to tell everybody who thought they liked it that they were mistaken. But thank God for like the uh, yeah. Robin gave me a lecture on the Barbie movie for over an hour. <laughs> <laughs> my ears were ringing um she was really fired up about it but uh, it made 1.38 billion worldwide the highest grossing movie this year which shows you i guess you know it's weird because the movie business is pretty dead but all of a sudden a movie like that proves that you can get people to go to the uh, to the theaters and buy tickets well both Crazy. of them oppenheimer made i can't imagine a movie that serious making that much money but everybody wanted to see Oppenheimer too. I want to see it, but I'll. It'll I'll watch. I, be on I wait streaming for, at some point. Yeah, I wait for it on streaming. It's like that fucking Flash <laughs> movie. What a piece of shit! Awful. I waited. I heard in the, when Flash was in the movie theater that people were like saying, "This is the movie to see. It's the greatest superhero movie." I don't know what drugs they're taking, man. It was. I watched. Uh, I watched up until the point that Flash. Lost his superpowers. And as soon as I saw that, I went, fuck him. Fuck the Flash. Fuck DC. What are they doing? Well, uh, I, don't, I don't even think it was in the movie theaters. The hype before this thing came out was this is the greatest superhero movie ever. It is a must see. It was a total waste of time. I won't finish it. I, you know, I heard it was on streaming. I got all psyched up. Started watching it. 
flashes cracking jokes. First thing, five minutes, he's eating a ton of food so he can have energy. And I'm like, I know that's part of Flash's thing, but I don't know. I was just getting annoyed with him. And the kid who plays him was, you know, I mean, a nice kid, I'm sure, but he was fucking annoying. And the character was annoying. And then he, and then, then he's splitting. Trying... He had to be two of himself or three of oh, himself. I was like, oh, back. one was really enough. <laughs> the Flash goes back in the past and meets a se- himself, and he's so annoying. Now you have two annoying dudes. On, on... <laughs> like, and and how many times are superheroes told, "Don't mess with the time continuum. It only leads to problems." And of course, he fucks with the time continuum because he wants to save his mother, and then he loses his superpower. And I'm like, I'm out. I, I don't even know what happens. I hope the fucking flash. I hope he dies, and we're done with him. I don't remember the ending. That's how bad. I got, I got two fucking annoying flashes now. Not one. I got two. Oh, and they're both so stupid. It's like the dumbest superheroes. You know, if I had super, my superpower was I could run super fast and do all that shit. I would just be so protective. Of course, I would never mess with the time continuum. I'd be like, wait a second. I could fuck things up and lose my superpowers. I got nothing else going for me. I'm Barry Allen, some dweeb who works a shit job. Nobody pays attention to it. Now I'm, now I'm the flash and I'm getting pussy. Fuck you. <laughs> I'm not messing with the time continuum. What to save my mother? Why do I want to go back to the past? <laughs> I was like, Nothing was happening then. I was so happy. So the Flash loses his powers and he runs into a wall. I was hoping he'd knock himself out and die. Because <laughs> <laughs> he went head on right in a wall and go through it. Uh, yeah. Well, anyway, the Barbie movie, I'm just like, wow, okay. Um, Ryan Gosling is Ken and he has a hit song. I'm just Ken. It's uh, produced by our friend Mark Ronson, and uh, I, I wonder why Mark Ronson couldn't get me a fucking hit song. Yeah, but. if he can make a, a hit out of oh. "I Am Ken," yeah. what's your problem? You want you want to hear "I'm Just Ken"? Yeah, I played it this morning. I'm like, Jesus. I'm just I'm just Ken, number one song or something. I don't know. Go ahead. It's like we woke up in the bizarro world. Yeah. Flash is a terrible movie, and I'm just Ken is a hit. <laughs> I'll tell you a couple of things that are good uh, that I'm watching. I could give you some recommendations. And then I also have the top 10 songs out now. I didn't. I'm officially an old bastard, man, because I don't know any of these songs. Except for like maybe one, because it's a remake. But uh, I'll tell you this. I'm watching. Jeez, um, we got so much to get to. I got to talk about all the musicians who died. I got, I got man, I got to uh. love. We spent, spent a long time on the Wiki's wedding. But uh, you wake up and turn the TV to. in the morning and another rock star died. So I, I, Well, here. All right. Let me go in order. So, uh, yeah, I'm just Ken. Here's the, here's the top 10 songs. What are these? The top 10 songs out right now? Okay. Do you know the song Cupid by 5050? Or is 5050 no. a band? I don't even know. I 
see to me this no offense sounds like um like like a TV commercial or something. Sounds like we're going through another bad period of music. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't know 50-50. What's 50-50, guys? Anybody know? Can you fill me 50, in? I, I feel embarrassed. Um, Sing it, honey. It's like a commercial for Target. You know what I mean? Like, you know. Yeah. You'd be people should be wearing their back to school clothes and dancing in front of it. Howard, it's uh, yeah. this is one of those K pop bands, the one you were just playing. 50, 50, oh, okay, 50, gotcha. It's one of those Korean, yeah. Uh, it's a band. Cupid is the band? No, yeah. no. no, I'm is sorry, it? Cupid's the song. 50 50, 50, 50 is, is the, band. the band. I, I apologize. Yeah, I sound like an old fart. I hate that. I wish I knew these things. Um, this one's well, uh, Helen back. You listen to Hits 1 and you'd know. I know I haven't been listening to Hits 1. I'm so into I am so into Tom Morello on uh the only thing I listen to now is on when I go on the Sirius app and I play the Tom Morello on demand his uh, one man revolution. This motherfucker uh -huh. is speaking to me. Is every song he plays is good. I I was working out. Yeah, I know. I was working out yesterday. <laughs> you should see my workout. My neck hurts well, afterwards. Uh, you don't look like Mike. I don't think you hit the gym as hard as he did. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah I was working out. I, I put on Tom Morello for the hour. Jesus Christ. That guy, I don't know. The guy picks every song that I like. You know, but uh, yeah, let's see. The other song in the top ten, this is like number nine. Hell and Back by Bakar. Could you tell where my head was at when you found me? Me and you went to hell, looked back just to find me. This is an old song. And then, and then, I know this song. Isn't this an old song, you guys? Is it a remake? You might, it might remind you of something. It's sampling song. It's what? Sampling. It's sampling an old song. Yeah. So I think yeah it, what's it, the just, song? Uh, hold on. I'll get that for you in a second. I know this song. Man, I I had everything. I was lonely. Now you're my everything. I was lonely. Yeah. I know this song. It's in the new song. Would you There's please tell us the song? Robert Parker's <laughs> I Caught You in a Lie is the song that's sampled in oh. the song. Robert Parker, I Caught You in a Lie. Yeah, I know this. Anyway, what's the difference? Oh, Miley Cyrus has a hit, uh, number eight, Jaded. I'm sorry that you're dead. Seems like she's on some sort of roll because she had that. Uh, she had a couple of hits already this summer. Mm -hmm. What it is by Dochi? Dochi? Yeah, I don't know that one either. And I heard the Jonas Brothers had a hit called Waffle House, but I didn't know. Is it about waffle? Is, is, is it, it about the, the Waffle, waffle House? house? So I don't get stressed. It's gonna get. That 
Olivia mm. Rodrigo has Vampire. I think I know that song. Baby Don't Hurt Me. Baby Don't Hurt Me. That's an old song. I know that song. Well, this you can David... you reuse the title, can't you? Yeah. yeah. Oh, this is that song. Yeah. David Guata and uh, Anne-Marie and Coy Larie. <laughs> I don't even know if I'm saying that right. I might sound like a real idiot. <laughs> uh, you know, and like old dudes used to get on the radio, Mr. Led Zeppelin now, and, uh, you know, they, cause they didn't know. Yeah, Walter Cronkite saying the Led Zeppelin. Is... Right. I'm sure I'm saying <laughs> everyone's name wrong. Everyone say Howard's a dick. I think it's uh, David Guetta, and he's a DJ. So he's like the DJ oh. producer of the song, and she's the voice. But this is the exact song that was a hit, right? I mean, it's not. Yeah, but see, well, so he I mean, did a different mix and had somebody sing over it. He put but a beat to it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. it's, it's the, the same song. song. See all that boom, boom, boom. No, boom, that's boom. for the original. That's the same. <laughs> no, mean, he jazzed different. it up. He put no, an electronic. Uh, yeah, there's fuzz on it. <laughs> fuzz. Uh, Morgan Wallen. That's the country guy, right? Last night. Country guy, you know. Uh, number two is uh, Dance the Night. Do a Watch me. I um on Instagram all the time. I see her in bikinis, and she's like really hot. Who right? is she? Dua Lipa. She's like oh, really. She's mm -hmm. got a super kick-ass fucking look. I don't know if I want to hear her sing, but I mean, she's fine. Well, as long as she's singing while she's dancing in the bikini, you might yeah. hear her. <laughs> Fuck yeah. I'll go to her concert. It's like being at a strip club. You know what I mean? It's like if the stripper had a lot of fucking talent. Yeah, I always think of, you know, you listening to Britney Spears back in the day because she's such a good dancer. And you'd be like, I can't tell if her music is good. <laughs> yeah, I well, like watching these videos so much. You go on her Instagram now and... She dances like she'll take her top off. I'm talking about Britney Spears. It's wild. She yeah, wears like yeah. these shorts that don't quite fit her. Like they, they're really tiny shorts and like her belly and it's wild, but her dancing is like she spins around in a circle with most of her clothes off and she keeps spinning <laughs> and spinning and spinning around. I get dizzy. Uh, I like it, I guess. I mean, it's okay, but... Well, I didn't know that she needed to get out of that conservatorship so she could be naked and dance. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? She was doing... Here's what happened with her. Her father was controlling her life and she went to court, but she was spinning and dancing naked on Instagram. Then she got freed from her father... And you know what she's doing? Spinning and dancing <laughs> on Instagram. So her freedom seems to be whether she can spin and dance on Instagram. And fine with me. But Dua Lipa, I know I've never I don't know her music, uh -huh. but I know she's really hot. Like insanely so hot that she really doesn't even need to be singing. Like I would just look at her. You know, if the, if we just had a concert where she stood there in different outfits. So the fact that she sings is a bonus. 
I'd be like, could you turn on the music so I can see her better? Concentrate. Stop moving around to the music so I can stare at you. <laughs> I think she's the one who's hot. Uh, I think she is. And of course, uh, Taylor Swift has the number one song because it's the biggest. I mean, she has the biggest career well, she's out of anybody. Holding up the whole economy, didn't you hear? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> By the way, Gary and John Hine went to a Taylor Swift concert in in Los Angeles this summer. What? Gary was telling me about it. Yeah, he Wait went to the. What did you just say? <laughs> Gary and John Hine went to a Taylor Swift concert this summer in Los Angeles. Together. Together. Yeah. 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 Oh my God! Did she do this? This is the number one song, Gary. She did them all. Uh, three and a half hours. Gary and John traded bracelets with young girls at the I concert, was which say, is a, what? Did, what? How? Where are you in this concert? A bunch around, you know, surrounded by thirteen-year-olds. We're surrounded by everybody. We're kind of. We were the seats were like kind of high. But we got there super early because we misjudged the fact that there was no traffic. So we got we got there at five twenty for a show that started at eight thirty. <laughs> you didn't so, want to uh, miss any songs. <laughs> I, we thought we were going to be stuck in a shit ton of traffic, and and John wanted to get there a little bit early because he wanted to um, buy some merch for his kids. And hey, the lines that? are staggering, staggering. Uh, but, and they're, you they're know what's everywhere. crazy? You know what's crazy about this whole merch thing? It. You know, my agent, I wanted to have merch like Howard Stern show merch going back in the 90s because like I'm reading about Jimmy Buffett and no offense mm. to Jimmy Buffett, but like Jimmy Buffett really musically anyway, wasn't really, you know, anybody who was big on the radar. But evidently he had a loyal group of fans and he just sold them so much merch that he became a billionaire. Oh, and you they're had saying to have every T-shirt, every cup, every everything, and then you had to go to the restaurant. He opened restaurants, and then you got to go eat the bad burgers at the restaurant, and then he started opening resorts. Now you got to go spend a week listening to his music being piped throughout a place while you eat bad food and swim in a well, pool first of with all, five thousand oh, oh, people. Is it is it bad food? You don't know that it's bad. You didn't I've been it. to, I have oh, friends who okay. are parrot heads. I went and it was one of the worst burgers I've ever had. <laughs> well, Howard, so Robert left my, out the part where you have to buy all his clothing too. You have to buy the shirt yes. oh, and yes. the hat and the shorts and the glasses. Well, anyway, like I'm reading all of this in the New York Times this uh, weekend about, you know, his obituary and how he made billions. Like he was a billionaire from just, you know, fucking t-shirts and from that you know, like crap. All, the, all that crap. <laughs> And, you know, I would sit my agent and go, hey, you know, maybe a Howard Stern show T-shirt. And, you know, my agent, a very smart man, don't get me wrong, and and, and wise about my career. Uh, certainly, I owe him everything. But he said to me, listen, we're not doing that shit. Your fans will appreciate the fact that you're not trying to milk them for every penny. And I would go, oh, absolutely. Meanwhile, I'm like, fuck. That. <laughs> he's, what? He's, he's got his own <laughs> island, and he's in a private jet yeah. Yeah, wait, wait, <laughs> that he wait. owns. Yeah, yeah, he owns 17 homes, and uh, I i mean, uh, I want a Howard Stern retirement community where my fans can go party all day and, I don't know, blow their brains out, do whatever they want. So anyway, um, no, my agent always had this rule where it wasn't even his rule. I mean, I, I called the shots, but he said to me, listen, you don't, you just don't want to be selling everything under the sun. You don't, you don't want to be like, uh, 
you know, like Jimmy Buffett. And I was like, secretly, I do. I actually would like all that money. Why not? I want to be a pirate and have people buy my t-shirts. Yeah. Yeah. I want to, I, I, I want to, I want to like have two hit songs and then just have billions of dollars. You know what I mean? So, but uh, he was promoting this pirate lifestyle. You know, that was yeah. one of the things. Some pirate. He's living yeah. in the Hamptons. <laughs> He's raking in the dough <laughs> while you pretended to be a pirate. He's in Hamptons and Palm Beach. What pirate? I want to be that kind of pirate. That's right. He was no pirate at all. No. But anyway, um, so it was kind of, um, you know, so it was always this thing where, like, I couldn't sell T-shirts or cups or mugs or anything. And then I'm reading about Taylor Swift. She makes more money. And her fans don't seem to resent her. Like, John, how much shit did you buy? You got online. You were online. Gary said you were online for like an hour, right? Waiting. Well, here's that, was a, that was a short line. Well, yeah, we've actually found a short line. So it was kind of, um, you know, so it was always this thing where like I couldn't sell T-shirts or cups or mugs or anything. And then I'm reading about Taylor Swift. She makes more money and her fans don't seem to resent her. Like, John, how much shit did you buy? You got online. You were online. Gary said you were online for like an hour, right? Waiting. Well, here's that, what was a, that was a short line. Well, yeah, we've actually found a short line. And I was like, I'm going to wait to buy some stuff for my daughter's. And Gary's like, I'm going to go explore. I'm like, okay. So Gary takes off. So I'm standing online and it moved relatively quick. It was like half hour, 40 minutes. Again, we had three hours to kill and people are walking away with bags and bags of stuff. And this stuff ain't cheap. We're talking like, you know, 40, $50 average per item. So I got a couple shirts for my daughters, a couple other things, one for myself, of course. And. John. Would, would, would my audience resent me if I sold them T-shirts? And what kind of shit did you no. buy? I think I don't think they would. I understand the point of view where, you know, I'm not selling out to my audience. You you know, you get the this product and it's great. And I don't want to make you pay for anything else. I, I totally get that. Right. But these thousands and thousands of people. It was their sort of piece of tailor that they were trying to get. So they got sweatshirts, T-shirts, bags hats all with the current you know the eras tour so it all had pictures different things from that to show that they were there and they do something really really smart they hold back a couple of things because then they become exclusives you got to get the blue crew neck like that's the only thing you know that's really hard to find and and it becomes sort of this this game but no one is resentful at all in fact when we walked back to the section that we were sitting in i was holding two bags of merchandise and immediately people came over they're like what did you get? You waited that long? And I get Gary will take. I didn't let go of those bags. Like I didn't put yeah. them down the entire time. Cause I thought someone you was going to take them and run oh, away yeah. with them. Do you think that they intentionally planned the long line? Like in other words, to me, if my fans were willing to buy a t-shirt, I don't want to keep them waiting for five minutes. You know what I mean? So do you think in a way it makes it more desirable that you have to wait online for 45 minutes? I do. I don't, I don't think they plan the lines. I think that's honestly just crazy demand. She's the hottest thing in the world right now. And the fans are a rabid fan base, just like yours. But I do think they hold back a couple of items to make them, you know, you've seen it, limited editions of stuff, like only a thousand of these. Did you get any, make did them. you get any limited edition stuff? I did not. It was gone. By the time I got there, <laughs> it was all gone. So I had John, to get, John, 300 you know, a sweatshirt. 300? Yeah, I spent $300. Yeah. How much do like, you think shit. you it, between the tickets, you know, parking and everything else and the 300? How much did you spend? 
Well, all in, it probably, I mean, those tickets again got out of control. We actually were able to get them for, you know, the, the going rate. But I think if you're going to that concert, you're shelling out minimum, minimum six, seven hundred bucks just to get wow. there. Howard, can and I maybe say one thing about the, the night? One thing about the line for the clothing, you know, the swag. And again, the most polite people in the world, like the people that are working there, she must get them in a room and be like, you treat my fans with respect. So yep. the reason why the line is long is nobody gets rushed. No, they, they never go like someone goes, can I Nobody's see that? Nobody's throwing I see that you a t-shirt there. Nobody's going, they come they on, could. move along. But couldn't right. they have, instead of like three kiosks, 25 kiosks with How would they have 25 kiosks? It's insane. Every, wow. They have so many and every one of them is fucking packed. Wow. So everyone's packed. They're spending hundreds of dollars a piece. And then Gary walks back to me from the line. <laughs> and he's holding up his wrist, and I'm like, "What? What do you have?" And he goes, "You're not going to believe." Well, Gary, you tell the story because you're not going to believe what one of these girls gave me. So, so before the show, I was talking to some of the people on staff who were like crazy Taylor head, you know, Swifties. So I'm just like, "What am I going to expect?" In fact, somebody made me a playlist. You know, I kind of I prepared for the show. I listened to this playlist. I want right. to see what I was getting into. So they started to talk to me. They go, "Oh, when you go there, make sure you get a friendship bracelet." I go. What the hell's that? And they go, well, people make these bracelets and they trade them or they just give them away. So I mean, I somebody watching. makes like an arts and crafts fucking bracelet. Oh. And I, I don't want this shit. Howard, not someone, everyone, everyone. So I'm walking around and I run into this woman and it turns out she's there with their kid and she's a huge fan of the show. So she's like, Oh my God, we got to take a picture. We got to take a picture. So we start walking back. Her daughter's on the line and she asked her daughter to take a picture of us. And then. I see her daughter's got all these bracelets on each arm, and I go, what are those? And she goes, the friendship bracelets. Would you like one? I said, I don't know. Do you want to give me one? And she goes, yeah. So she pulls a bracelet off. So they all have, like, little sayings on them, you know, those little beads that you put letters on. Yeah. And this one said, sparks fly. I guess that's a song. So she puts it on me, and then she goes, sparks fly. Woo! <laughs> and gives me the star <laughs> right in my face. Like, so now I'm like, holy shit. I'm like, wow. I'm in now. Now I'm in the whole community. So then John and I... I go back to the line and John's like jealous now. He's like, where'd you get a bracelet? I was like, I don't know. Somebody <laughs> gave it to me. So then, John. so then now we're on this line. So, but people see us and everybody's talking. It's this whole community. And then somebody says to John, would you like a bracelet? John gets one. And then somebody says, would you like one? And I say, yeah. Then before you know it, somebody gives me a bracelet. So I give them a bracelet. We're trading bracelets on this oh line like 12 year old girls. Yeah, I, I I think you're a registered sex offender now from interacting with all those twelve year olds. I know we were not taking pictures at these events. <laughs> so so here's the thing that I was unprepared for when we went in. Everybody, you know, I knew about the songs, I knew about the swag, I knew about the bracelets. I didn't realize. So it's called the Eras Tour because she does every one of her albums. She's doing a big piece of each one of her records, and from so each era. I did, from every era. So if she's okay. got thirteen albums, I don't know. She'd say she's got thirteen albums. She'll do like five five songs in a row off of this album, four songs in a row off of this album, but they're not in chronological order. She's doing pieces of each album, but she's not doing her albums in chronological order. I did not know. Nobody told us that when uh, when you go there, you have to dress up as uh, one of the eras. So everybody's dressed in costumes except for us. So when, we were so when, online, when the was, girls see you and John, what they're, they're, these two altar cockers, are they like, uh, what the fuck are you dressed up as? Where's you, your kid? They don't care. No, there was a, well, there was a guy. 
Yeah. I think they thought one, we were a couple, which is right. I totally get that. <laughs> or maybe uh, we're waiting online because our kids are, you know, someplace else. But then again, you're talking about like thousands of people online ranging in age from I don't know twelve and a couple moms there, and Gary and I are standing right. there with yeah. them. And at one point we were like, yeah, this kind of looks creepy. And then and then right then they're like, hey, do you have a um, a Speak Now bracelet? And we immediately we started trading again. It was, it was <laughs> such a surreal experience. So you guys were there. Like John, you were there because you're just a fan of Taylor Swift. You weren't uh, there to research well, or no, you I, like I, it. I could cl- I could claim research and everything else. And I took my daughters. This is the fifth Taylor Swift show that I've seen. But wow. it became such a thing. I did want to go to see it live. And I'll tell you this, Howard. The performance was great. I mean, the staging, everything. It was really incredible. And the funny thing I always get on Gary for, and I call him a little bit of a hypocrite, it's no different than Springsteen and the fanaticism of a Springsteen show. You see all these fans, they're all dressed up, they know all the words, maybe not, they're not training bracelets, but it definitely has that feeling, and you feel like you're part of a, a community. We're just the creepy old guys at the community. But she was an ex, she, she put on a hell of a show. Chaim, who opened for, they were excellent. It was just a really great show. I thought and it was, uh, all the different Haim. eras. It's Haim. Haim? Haim. You know, we had, we had her, we had um, Esty on the Gary's Vinyl Party show, which we'll talk about later, and she told us that's the, pro- the proper pronunciation of Chaim. The thing you would love, Howard, with the eras, though, each set she does, she comes out dressed as she was in that era of music. So she's looking, <laughs> wow. she has all these great outfits with all the different, it, it's it's definitely worth, as you could tell, I mean, it's well, well worth seeing. We had a really good time. There, there was a One guy thing, online uh, with us. Uh, so, sorry, uh-huh. there's a guy online with us, right? He was clearly a dad with his daughter. And it, Howard, it was fucking hot. It was like 95 degrees. He was in a full-on tuxedo. And his daughter was wearing <laughs> some sparkly thing. And then somebody goes, oh, that's the so-and-so era. But even John and I sat next to a woman and her daughter. The woman was probably in her middle 60s. And her daughter was like 40 years old. And the we talked to the woman. Oh. She has a very prestigious job. And they were even wearing sparkly tops. Like they even got a little dressed up. Wow. Well, John, getting back to my. Did you hear John say that he got a T-shirt for himself? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Why are you not wearing that? I'd like to see you in it. <laughs> yeah. Why, I'll go why grab are it. you here in just regular clothes? <laughs> what, go, uh, Robin, I'm a, what, I'm a T-shirt, Robin. what T-shirt are you wearing? I mean, what did you buy for yourself? I got a like, white eras T-shirt that has the sick the the photos of the different eras and the tour dates on the back. It's a concert T-shirt, but I do want to commemorate are, it somehow. Are you going to walk around in that? <laughs> no, I sleep in it. At night. Oh, okay. <laughs> Howard, there was a period of the show very comfortable. Where John <laughs> says to me, he knows exactly what he's doing. So John goes, uh, uh, "Video this, video this, right?" So it's a song. I don't know what's going on. He just says, "Video," and at some point, there's a part where you have to go. You know, you have to clap in unison. It's like John knew what, when it was and what to do. He's wow. a Swifty. I heard, you guys had, I heard you guys had a, an argument over when to leave the concert because John, John wanted, wanted to stay for yes. the whole thing. No, no John no, wanted no, to no, leave no. early. But Gary was waiting to hear a certain song. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, so John said, so we know, we know the set list. And so she does this thing and then they, she does two surprise songs. So the set list, it's set. She does the same thing every night, but then she does two songs and you don't know what they're going to be. So John says, we're leaving after the surprise songs. And I said, no, I love that song, Antihero. And I'm not leaving (laughs) till I hear Antihero. So we got like, it was like a thing. And so finally what we decided, because we were way high up, 
We went down to the lower level and we stood. I watched the song and then we ran to our car. Anti-hero. Wow. I want to hear. So let me hear anti-hero. That's a big anybody, hit. Is it? That's a big Anybody hit. have that? Yeah. They can put it up on my board. Anti-hero. While you're looking for that, Howard, the friendship bracelets come oh, from a from a lyric in her song, oh. You're on Your Own, Kid. And like she sings about friendship bracelets. So naturally, the fans have to exchange friendship bracelets. That's it. Right. Me, I leave concerts like after the third song because I want to. I don't. I want to beat the rush out. You know what I mean? I don't want to wait. Right. That's yeah. right. We were the worst. The car. I we go for told. three, four songs. Yeah, the tr the traffic was going to be miserable there. It's L.A. It's so we don't know. So I'm like Gary, let's get out of here before the crazy rush. And he's like, <laughs> No, I have to see Antihero. We can't go. And I'm like, Yeah, we can. <laughs> we can hear it as we're <laughs> walking away. No, no, no. We, we got to stay and hear it. We were in such a rush to get there that we did the drive-through of In-N-Out Burger and ate along the way, <laughs> and then showed up, and we're like, "Holy fuck!" We're like, "There's nobody here." There were a lot. Is of part of were, is part of it like? Do you guys have sexual feelings for Taylor? Because she is an attractive girl. I mean, do you do you get any no. kind of thrill that way? No. She, I, she seems very. Um, she seems very distant. I don't yeah. think she's you know unobtainable. No, I don't have, yeah, you, yeah, she's yeah. a cool character. She's not warm. Is that what you're right, saying? Like right. she's not going to be interested. She's not like a real life Barry there. I, During, I, mean, I, don't uh, have, I don't have any feelings, <laughs> but I definitely, you know, taking my kids since they were little to go see the show, I have more sort of nostalgic feelings towards it rather than sexual feelings. During um like like a song like Antihero, do you guys blow each other or do you not not? <laughs> yeah, well, there were too I mean, many people around. <laughs> <laughs> what do you do? I mean, when did you stop holding hands? <laughs> yeah. if, if, who blows who? Hey, it was a beautiful <laughs> night. Don't make it weird. <laughs> uh, good for you guys. Uh, like we had, had we fun. had the best time. I'm telling you, we had the best time. Well, tell you, now, I, you know what's going to happen now. All the movie theaters, you know, they've got Barbie and Oppenheimer and they're sort of winding down. You know what they're excited about now? Taylor Swift is releasing eras to theaters. Yeah, they, they just and already that's going to be a huge deal. Well, the pre-sale was $26 million already. Yeah. yeah it it, the, the record before that was Spider-Man at $16 million, So, And it's probably still selling because it doesn't come wow. out until mid-October. Right. I bet the pre-sale on it will beat $50 million, I bet. Anyway, getting I'm all happy for Taylor and everything. But getting back to my point, <laughs> why, why can't I sell merch? You can. Uh, People no. ask me all the time for like... My agent like, says no. My agent says wanna, that I don't want that. He says well, that. I uh, think that he's from another era. Speaking of eras. Speaking of eras. <laughs> and, I think it's an error not to sell merch. <laughs> <laughs> and he, also, you know, I, he doesn't recognize that, you know, all the rock and rollers always had merchandise. You know, everybody yeah. wanted a concert t-shirt. Everybody, you know, that was a thing. It was always a thing. Yeah, Howard, you just I'm, gave a great example. I mean, at the Ed Sheeran thing, you know, which was great. I thought that was an amazing show. You wore a Beatles t-shirt to an Ed Sheeran thing, and yeah. the guy yeah. in the Beatles noticed it and, you know, joked around about it. It wasn't, you know, I, I think, and especially because you haven't done it, it would be a really exclusive, unique 
thing to give everything to your would fans. be exclusive yeah, because it's put, the first yeah. yeah right and you would see like like the 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 uh howard stern anal beads but they'd be very hard to get like <laughs> well see that's where you, that's where you got to be careful howard like you, we just like make if you, of, like, don't, you don't do doormats and stuff that's stupid but you can do cool stuff oh well, well, what's wrong with the doormat my fans need that uh <laughs> I mean, uh, what? don't you, you know have a doormat? <laughs> you know, there's only 50 fartman spatulas made. And uh, <laughs> if you get one of those, you would be very, very lucky. Or the Robin Quiver signature bra, which is uh, on sale and uh, at the kiosk. <laughs> yeah, I always I always like whenever I sat with my agent, I'd go. Uh, yeah, you know, uh, gee, so and so selling T-shirts. We don't want to do that. I go, <laughs> right. Yeah. We don't want to do that. You know, I want to be like Johnny Carson and, you know, you know, Johnny Carson had a line of suits. I know. But uh, I used to say that I go, didn't Johnny Carson have suits? And <laughs> I don't, I don't remember the answer, but there was always an answer, but <laughs> I don't Taylor Swift doesn't seem to be too embarrassed or upset about uh, milking the fans for, for cash. I mean, no, but there was a, any there was other a, musician. Yeah, there, there was a weird moment, Howard. I didn't know what to do, and I, I didn't do it. But, you know, we waited in line for an hour, so I bought a T-shirt for my son's girlfriend, right? So I, right. I get it. It's The T-shirt is X amount of dollars. The tax is X amount. And then they flick that thing around, and they're looking for a tip. I'm like, what? a tip? I just fucking waited online. like So I just said no tip. But John tipped. What do you mean? You tipped the person who sells to see the Taylor Swift T-shirt? Yeah, I tipped the person, and I'll tell you why. Well, now with the way they do it electronically, you know, it's great. They just they put a keypad for a phone in front of you, and you hit the buttons and whatever, and then the tip thing automatically pops up, which is kind of obnoxious. But I went up there, and I was like, I like these things. They're like, we're sold out. Okay, what about that shirt? Well, that's available in small and double XL. What about the and the person like literally coached me through all the merchandise that they had. It wasn't like I went up and said, give me two of those, uh, three of those, and I'll walk away. So I that's why that's I a bit the much. That's a bit I said, much. Give me, I said, give me that one a medium, and I was done. And I did. You're right. I, I'm with Gary on that. If, I mean, give me a break. I mean, it's like would I go to Macy's and if someone was particularly helpful, <laughs> sit there and tip them because I'm buying their merchandise? I mean, uh, what's it's up with that? It's going to be that way pretty soon. They oh, went come above on. and beyond with me. And again, they because they, they pointed out that there's a, a, an extra large left. No, I was asking for a couple specific things and kind of being annoying. And they were very, very patient. And when they said there's a two XL, I was like, I'll take that one. And that's why I ended up getting that T-shirt. That was what that. I really wanted to ask. I wanted to ask if they had shirts in John's size. They did. <laughs> but he had, he had, no, he, he had a talk to the guy. He bought the Taylor Swift tent and turned it into a shirt. <laughs> I made sure it showed off my midriff just to, you know, to make. I mean, I don't know. I see the, like, Jimmy Buffett. The guy's net worth was a billion dollars from selling schmatas. I mean, crazy. And all I want, I was like, man, I I mean, I would have had the Ronnie Munn action figure, the Gary Dalabate toothbrush. I, I would have jarred my own farts yeah. and sold you them. You would have I mean, been like uh, George Lucas in Star Wars. You just <laughs> yeah. create action characters figures. and then it put action figures together. Well, yeah. yeah. You sold a Gary doll. You know, you pull the string and it, it tells like seven hours of Bruce Springsteen stories or something, <laughs> you know. <clears throat> oh, I saw him last weekend, too. It's been a big summer of concerts. Yeah, I'm Bruce out there working it, man. He's working hard. He long, shows like at, long, long shows at MetLife, all sold out. Yep. 
Wow. Everybody was at the Bruce shows. I saw James Taylor at Jones Beach on Sunday night. He was incredible. Incredible. Mm. Yeah, he's the best. His voice is still good. You know, James Taylor, Eddie Vedder, Tenacious D all put out these audible audio book things where they're just talking really. It's not so much a... I really recommend it. It's really good. That The fucking Jack Black and Tenacious D, they did one that's so funny. I love that guy. Jack Black. That dude is funny. Just telling his life story. And uh I don't know. People are selling stuff, but for some reason, my... For some Everybody's reason... Everybody's selling stuff but the Howard Stern show. That's right. We're pure. <laughs> and, and that's what... Hey, the philosophy was that you guys who are listening would really appreciate me if I didn't milk you for extra bucks. And uh I don't know. But Taylor well, Swift doesn't sit home and worry about that. And no, she's, not, not, she's did, planning it. She's like, show me oh, those yeah. designs. I've got to select that. This we're going to make limited. We're going to hold those back. She's in on all of it. Yeah, and Jimmy Buffett, I mean, God bless him. I mean, nice guy from what I hear, like one of the most wonderful people. But of course he's wonderful. I mean, he's like, shit, this unbelievable. I had to like, be wonderful about, yeah. I had uh, one hit song in, uh, all right, Hamburger in Paradise and or Cheeseburger in Paradise Cheeseburger. and uh, and uh, Margaritaville. And, and, and then like $5 billion worth of merchandise yeah. off but, of but that. Taylor pulled, pulled a pretty cool move. I don't remember what the numbers were, but I think... They said, like, on the store, she sold something like, I don't know, $168 million in merch or something crazy or whatever. And she, um, she bonused everybody on the tour, like a sick amount of money. I think it was nice. over $50 million in bonuses. Like, even the t shirt guys I heard got 200K a piece. Wow. Well, hey, awesome. uh, hey, fans, let's see if we can beat those numbers that Taylor Swift did. We, Howard Stern <laughs> Show fans are, are way more loyal. You don't even have any merchandise yet. Uh, I got to get on Jimmy, that. Jimmy Buffett had that Margaritaville empire and all that other stuff. You have your integrity, though. So that's yeah, you, great. There's something to be said for that. Well, there goes my private jet. <laughs> Christ. Yeah. Yeah. Here's someone says uh, she would wear my merch every day. Right, Christy? Uh, yeah, it's Christy. Hi, Howard. Hi. Can you hear me? Okay. I hear you fine, and, and I'm hearing and you. Uh, how many shirts would you like? Okay, I would. I would not happily wear a Howard Stern show shirt, but I would proudly wear that shirt. Like people, yeah. like YouTubers, they all have merch. Taylor Swift, you know, I my not daughter me. isn't even a Swifty like John Hine, but I just paid forty five dollars for two tickets to go see her movie in October. Talk like, about how much you respect me because I don't <laughs> sell merch. Oh, uh, no, I just do it, like, simply, like, one shirt or something, you know? Like, people yeah. would love more, but, but I swear, like, we would re still respect you. And you gals can tie up my shirts and show your belly and, and under tittage uh, very yeah, nicely. Sell the little crops, you know, the girls yeah. will go wild. Sell the little butt cheeks. I've shorts, got a beautiful line, very limited edition crop tops for the gals uh, with the Howard Stern logo. And uh, you yeah. know what I'm thinking of doing? I'm fuck Howard Stern merch. I'm going to sell Taylor Swift merch. See if I uh... <laughs> you just knock it off and you're going to bootleg it. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I have bootleg Taylor Swift merch. No lines. <laughs> Thank you, Christy. Yeah, I mean, I should. Uh... Yeah, I was always for merch, but uh, nothing would have pleased me more to see people walking around with that Howard Stern tea. But uh... no, my agent he said not to, and I always listen to him because you know what. He knows, he knows his stuff. 
He's not an idiot. Well, I tend to be an idiot. Go for the merch. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, what are you going to do? I'm just thinking about how many dollars I might have missed out on. Oh, don't start that. You'll you'll start. Uh, you'll be balled up in a little in the fetal position over the. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Margaritaville Village or whatever that was that uh, Jimmy Buffett had. I mean, you could see a Stern Show retirement community where all Stern <laughs> fans can go to die. <laughs> a lot of fun stuff. Nice pool. Uh, I, you, you know, know I we talk about, you know, Gene Simmons, you know, because they would just hmm. put their name on anything. But, <laughs> you know, there's a way to do it. Yeah. I mean, I would build a real proper community. I mean, uh, you know, you're talking about top-notch condo materials. I wouldn't cheap out. <laughs> I'd give you value on your dollar. Uh, but uh, I don't know. My career, for some reason, um, I can hang my head highly because... Uh, I have not sold merch, <laughs> and uh, evidently that's a big deal. So, no merch for me. Even I would alone. like a Howard. St I would like alone. a Howard Stern uh, T-shirt. Quite frankly, I'm Howard well, Stern. I would talk like about it. errors. Just imagine all of the errors and hairdos and yeah, you exactly. know all of that. I've been around in this business for a long time. I've got bouffants. <laughs> I got straight hair, curly hair. You went through your uh, blue period. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> this whole kind of shit. Hey, Vey. Anyway, we got a lot to get to, man. I got to uh, talk about the summer, but I haven't taken a commercial break. I should probably do that. Uh, fuck, we're back. Next week, uh, we got um, Demi Lovato's going to be on. And the following week, a big announcement I have to make. Super psyched. Paul Simon will be on the show. Really? In two weeks. I love this guy. You have been wanting that for... Ever. Ever. Yeah. Congratulations that you're finally going to get to sit with Paul Simon. Paul and I spoke over the summer, and uh -huh. we had this conversation for like an hour, and I'm sitting there thinking, this is such a good conversation, I wish my audience could hear it. Uh... But anyway, yeah, he's going to be on, talk music, Wonderful. talk his life. This guy has written every great song. Paul Simon, give me a break. I don't even know where to begin with that guy. That's when you know somebody's got a career. I mean, this guy, you know, he wrote every one of these. The hazy shade of winter. And then you have time it was and what a time it was it was And then you have friends just can't be found And what about this little ditty darkness my old friend And if that isn't enough of a resume what about you can take it across town bus if it's raining or it's cold Or maybe this one Good enough for you? Oh, did I forget? Maybe this one. Oh, 
the Carfunkel years. I didn't even get into the uh, Ryman Simon solo years. and Yeah, because I was just sitting here thinking, and I said, oh, my goodness, how many decades did he have hits? You know, because well, he just kept, he was so prolific. And yeah. he just kept writing and writing and writing, and, and he, you know, morphed into different things and, you know, t- took up different styles and genres and, and still had hits long into his career. It's fucking crazy. Just crazy. Well, I'm going to make him a friendship bracelet and give it to him. <laughs> there you go. Just like I'm a Taylor Swifty. <laughs> I was like, what but the anyway, hell is this? <laughs> the man, the myth, the legend, uh, the man, Paul Simon, one of the greatest songwriters alive. You know, when you have a chance yeah. to talk to someone like that, you do it because. Well, I'm wondering, I mean, one interview, how are you That's supposed it. to get everything in one interview? Well, the guy can't move in with me, Robin. I mean, uh... <laughs> <laughs> I want to thank our good friend Stephen Singer. Speaking about people who are loyal, Stephen Singer. Now, there's a guy. He's given away a free one-carat lab-grown diamond with every engagement ring purchase. Visit IHateStevenSinger.com for more details. What a man. Thank you. Thank you. Oh. There's a guy who should be interviewed, too. Stephen Singer. How many yeah, years? When are we going to many... get him? How many decades has Steven Singer been doing it, Robin? Think about that. Ah. Uh, yeah. Anyway. Two minute account. So I'll do, uh, when we come back, let me take a little breather. And uh, we come back, I'm going to just keep just reviewing some of the news from the summer. I mean, things that you and I didn't get to discuss. I made a list. I just shit. And then some obituaries. People died. Um, oh, my God. It's ridiculous. Oh, I've got so much stuff to talk about. All right, we'll be back in a sec. All right, let me just, let me hear, let me, let me get down to business because I feel like there's a lot of stuff we should be talking about. By the way, things that if, you would have addressed if you were here, yeah. but you weren't. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Meanwhile, have you noticed my posture is better? But, um, I, I guess seen you can't. Standing, I've only seen you sitting. It's my new thing. I'm working on my posture. I saw when my daughter got married. Uh, Jesus, I, I saw some, you know, she sent me some pictures of myself and like, I'm so hunched over. It's cause I'm tall, you know, I'm six foot five, which I really shouldn't be. I don't, I don't handle my height. Well, uh, it was a pain in the ass growing up being tall. I stuck out and which I didn't want to, I wanted to be tiny so people wouldn't see me. <laughs> And, uh, you know, and then, of course, there was all those years. Hey, do you play basketball? I'm like, no. <laughs> you know why? Because I never had any man tell me that. Uh, I, I, had no, I didn't even know that was something you do. I didn't even Doesn't know. Doesn't mean you would have been good at it, Howard. Come on. I think or I could have like been. It. You know how tough those guys are? Yeah, but I was. You see, it's funny. I said to my mother the other day, I was talking to her about sports and I should have played a sport and. I don't like muscles and I don't like all that nonsense. I mean, I'm so filled with fear as a human being. I was so indoctrinated that something bad would happen to me. Or if something, if the body was used in a physical way, you know, it would just, so I I didn't even, I, I was so clueless growing up. I didn't have a male influence. I mean, my father was there, but he was just busy yelling at me. He wasn't telling me like, 
He never even said, how are you or anything? You know, I just I didn't know about manly things or or participating in a group. I just didn't understand anything. Well, you was really a lost cause. Michael Jordan documentary. Yeah, that it's great. It runs over several episodes or whatever. They beat the crap out of him. He was exactly. a brawny guy. And yeah. when, when he got to the NBA, they were like, Michael who? Mm-hmm. And the Pistons used to target him and just, they would let, literally they were beating him up. Yeah, well, I got beaten up, but I didn't become a basketball player. <laughs> so I had I had all the beatings without any of the highlights. Well, just imagine uh, you're running up and down the court trying to make a basket. <laughs> oh, I can imagine that. And somebody just slaps you down. That is that is exciting, actually, to get beaten. I, I've been beaten inside of school rooms. I got beaten in shop class. I got choked out. Uh, imagine me dribbling a ball while all that was happening. <laughs> What is it, uh, Charlie? Go ahead. Oh, hello? Yes. Hey, now. Hey, cool, guys. Uh, thanks for picking up. Um, <laughs> this is kind of, I guess, be besides the point of what the show's been about. But um, I'm calling. I'm from L.A. I was actually... Um, uh, are you high? Did you forget what you called about? <laughs> you know, I, I forget every time I call you guys. Dude, I, forget. I, I don't know. Dude, I gotta go. I mean, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I got so much to talk about. We've been off an entire summer. I just thought it'd be fun to pop in on a phone call, but you're a fucking disaster. I'll tell you quick. I'll tell you yeah. quick. Okay, so pretty much, um, I'm a musician. I'm a rock and roll in L.A. That's why I'm. I sound. I, Probably high. Are you a, early are you a burning man? Did you like, like burn? Like who would go <laughs> to that? Burn you? <laughs> I'll never. I'm more of a Jerry man. I'm more of a Jerry. Jerry, bless me with some blueberries. I'm more of a Grateful Dead kind of guy. But, Wasn't there uh, like a a thing where some guy was on acid at Burning Man and he jumped into a fire and killed himself? Like he, like, I like that? all I know is there was a dead body. Hey, you know, yeah. some, rock some guy and roll, dead there. rock and roll, rock. No, so pretty much, I'm a musician. I'm a rock and roller. I'm a drummer. Dude, and, what's your question? Are we all in the same conversation. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Like honestly, I, I gotta go. Hey, right later. No, no. Can I tell you? Well, hurry up. You're, you're more annoying than okay, the movie okay. The Flash. So, so there's a pianist, a classical pianist from Turkey. I'm not much of a social media man, but I found her. We're on Instagram. And we started talking. She has a music page, and it got promoted on my Facebook. We, I started following her because my brother's a classical musician. Oh, are you a I, bore? I'm not a bore. You're a fucking bore, dude. We're what still are you, trying what are you, to find so, out what your so subject I'm thinking, is. I'm thinking about going to Istanbul, <laughs> but I think... Wait, I gotta so ask good. you something. What was he saying, like, he knows some girl who's a classical piano player, but he's a musician, and... I feel like I'm he's trapped at a... He's classical. His brother is classical. I met her on, I met her oh. on social media. I and met like, her I'm, on social media. She has a who'd piano you page. I reached out a, a woman from Turkey, a 22-year-old lady... And she, yeah. we started talking because I met her on social media. I'm a rock and roller from L.A. She does classical piano in Turkey. And we just started, like, talking casually on social media, but then became a deeper relationship. But it's long distance, and we never met. And I even so, actually dude. reached out to 
What? It's a dude. No, it's not a dude. You're fucking out of your mind. Dude, we FaceTime <laughs> okay. each other. You, we FaceTime oh, okay. each other, dude. She's fucking hot, man. And it's like. And you say she's a, she thinks she's a you, turkey? You can't no, find no, a girl no, here. You want to go to Istanbul. <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking about it for real, man. Like, I, I actually uh, got my passport renewed. And He's I, in love with a turkey. <laughs> hey, hey, man. We, have, we have turkeys here. <laughs> Listen, dude, you're telling what? me you sound like what? me in high school. I would have gone to Turkey to get laid. <laughs> you would have gone to the end. If there was a chick on, uh, like, if there was any chick anywhere who would even look at me, I would go. <laughs> yeah, go, hey, dude. If okay, you think, okay. is it, I don't mean to brag. I couldn't do this because uh, she being the singer. But because of Labor Day, we played a show in Santa Monica tonight. And during my break, dude, I totally fucked this chick in the car in the parking lot. So, like, it's not just to get laid. I actually do like this girl. But do not tell her, the chick from Turkey, because she would be upset if she found out about that. Just between us, okay? So, what, is, what do you... Uh, I, I want to go, but are you <laughs> okay, asking me sure. if you should go to Turkey? Well, it's not even that. It's that um, I applied for, like, a 40-day fiancé in me or something. But I don't really want to be on TV for that shit. But I also need money to go see her. And I am like, even though I'm a musician, a I'm like. Uh, I got to go. I got to go. I'm, I'm done with this. I'm done with this. I don't know what the fuck this guy's talking uh, about. Why not? Why not fly the chick here? He She's has no great. money. So he has the money to fly himself to Turkey? No, he's trying to one of those TV shows, 90 day, 40 day, 50, 100 oh. day fiance, but he doesn't want to be on TV, but that's the only way he can get there. Maybe jerk off and forget the whole idea. <laughs> what a maniac. What a maniac. I'm a musician and turkey. I met this girl and a brother and classical. And, uh, and I'm, I'm like, rock and roll. How do people, no wonder he has no money. Who would hire him? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, how could he, I mean, 90 day fiance. I, I couldn't, how about five minute fiance? I couldn't put up with five minutes of this guy. Well, anyway, if he's saying that. Things uh, must be pretty bad in Turkey. All I've got to say is she's playing off with I wouldn't go to Turkey under any circumstances unless I was guaranteed to get laid. Then I'd go. <laughs> I'd fly anywhere. Uh, over the summer, people who died. Okay. Pee Wee Herman died. Paul oh, Rubens. That hit me. And yeah, I thought Paul Rubens was a genius, really. I thought yeah. that he was fantastic. <laughs> uh, the Pee Wee character was fantastic. <laughs> And I feel sad about it. He's been str he had been struggling with cancer for six years. Didn't denounce it to anyone. And that's kind of like I wonder what I would do. Like if I had that going on, would I tell you guys or would I just shut my mouth? I think knowing me, yeah, I probably wouldn't even tell anyone. You oh get out of here, Howard. How you, you think I would? Keep a secret. Every no. day you're dealing with that. And you're not going to say anything? Are you kidding me? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, but you know me with medical stuff. They I don't like to tell. you at AGT and you would come to my house every week and go, they're killing me. <laughs> they won't <laughs> let <what>? me go. 
Yeah, but 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 I'm talking about health stuff because you know I get nuts when That's something's true. wrong with me, and if I tell That's the audience, and oh, you have cancer, you need to do this, you need to talk to this guy, you're doing the wrong thing. I don't want to, and I wouldn't want to hear it. I wouldn't want to hear it. I was but just uh, realizing that somebody had suggested to me there was this guy called John of God in Brazil. Yeah. Who was yeah. supposed to be this healer? And they were like, "You've got to go to John of." He was Brazilian. Yeah, that's what I don't to want. John of God, blah blah yeah. blah blah blah. I was like, "I'm not going to see John of God." I'm sorry. Yeah, when you announced your cancer, <laughs> I even said to Robert, "Don't even say because these fucking lunatics will come out of the woodwork." <laughs> you must see John of God. You must see John of God. Yeah, I think Jimmy Buffett just saw John of God. Like, I think you have to climb a mountain. Wherever he is, it's hard yeah. to get to. <laughs> I'm not climbing any mountain. You know what? I'm heading right over to Sloan Kettering. <laughs> Fuck the mountain. I'll go with science every time. Where do you, who told you to go see John the God? What is his this name? Was John? A Brazilian woman I knew. Uh, she was uh, like, oh, he heals everything. We need to take <laughs> you there. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, thank God you didn't go. I'm not going to Brazil for no for for you know just a visit. She's never gotten me there for that. Why would I go to see John of God? Well, and I sometimes and do worry this about you pilgrimage thing where I'm like lugging a cross up a mountain or something. Well, sometimes I worry about you. You've been known to lay down on the side of a road and have rocks put on you by healers. Yeah, but so I, I wasn't don't like sick. that. I wasn't mm. sick. That's what made you sick. <laughs> Got news for you. Right where they put those rocks is where you got your tumor. Oh, right, right, right. I'm not kidding. Don't kid yourself. <laughs> this this fucking guy, shaman, with a goat, laid her down on the side of the road. And right where they rubbed those rocks. Don't, a, I saw a water, it. A body of water. Yeah. Body of water. Oh, that's different. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't on the road. <laughs> Honey, come over here and lay down over here by the water. And I will bless you. <laughs> and don't, mind, don't mind my goat. Let me bless you now. <laughs> and, they, and the guy piled rocks on her. And guess where that tumor showed up? Right oh, where those rocks we were. Here we go. Here we go. He's making yeah. that part up. John of God. I'll go see John of Hopkins. <laughs> All right, look. So Paul Rubens died. We love the Pee Wee character. I don't know if you want to hear a montage. Everyone knows Pee Wee, but okay. Yeah. Since it's radio, it's I nice wouldn't to... sell my bike for all the money in the world. Not for a hundred billion, million, trillion dollars. Everybody in my family's name begins with H. My grandfather's Herman Herman. My dad's Herman Herman. <laughs> Bloody Mr. Breakfast! <laughs> okay! <laughs> I used to like his appearances on Letterman. Uh, they, you know, he would go on and do really innovative things. Like one time he uh, had a green screen behind him and had Letterman sit next to him when they were driving in a car together, right on right. the Letterman show. It was funny. Yeah. Uh, what do you want to know? Pee Wee created the Pee Wee character while he was working in a comedy group called The Groundlings. Developed a big following, eventually got a movie, a TV show out of the character. They were both huge hits. We, uh, you know what the clip I love the best? Soupy Sales, who I adored. Uh, Soupy Sales was uh, my uh, reason for living when I was young. But Soupy did not like uh, Pee Wee. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He Maybe my it. favorite. It's my favorite clip because, <laughs> because Soupy had a little clubhouse. And you could say that Soupy really is the guy who kind of developed that idea of like a kid's show, but it was really for adults. 
Yeah, it was kind of hip, and adults watched it, and, you know, he got some great guest stars that you wouldn't expect on a kid's show and all of that. But when Soupy saw Pee Wee getting real famous, I think he got a little jealous. I you know, it's, so. it's understandable. I don't like talking chairs. I don't like talking <laughs> clock. I mean, that that's for little kids. I just, that is not re- in real life, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, people say, yeah, but you talk to a dog. All right, because dogs are friends and, 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 you, and you talk to your dog. It's just not real enough for me. Yes, Soupy was okay with talking to the dog, White Fang. But that when Pee Wee was talking to Cherry, remember Cherry? Right. The chair. And yeah. What was the guy in the box? Be, uh, oh, that was Muckalucka High, Muckahiney Ho. Jombie. 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 Yeah. 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 Anyway, so I love that clip. Uh, I love when yeah. Soupy did. Soupy couldn't Soupy. warm up to that. <laughs> <laughs> I love Soupy. Really, Soupy's the reason I'm sitting here today. I mean, I, I love that guy. <laughs> And probably the reason Paul Rubens created uh, Pee Wee Herman. Could be. Soupy was upset, too, that Captain Kangaroo wasn't a real kangaroo. I know he was very. (laughs) He wasn't a captain or a kangaroo. I I don't like uh, Captain Kangaroo. He he can't even drive a boat. He called himself captain. And uh, who ever heard of a kangaroo who's a captain? can't be a captain i I don't like talking kangaroos well anyway paul rubin wanted people to think that Pee Wee was a real person not just a character uh yeah he was on our show and you had to choose who do you want to talk to yeah that's true or you want to talk to paul rubens you can't have both i was a dick i was like hey can i talk to both of you guys (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Does it have to be one or the other? No. Do you want to talk to Paul Rubens or you want to talk to Pee Wee? I went with Paul Rubens, I think. Or maybe I went with Pee Wee. I don't, I don't even remember. I, I don't I, remember. I think we might have gone with Pee Wee. <laughs> I think I should have gone with Paul. But yeah. whatever. Of course, famously. Who knows? Nobody ever got to interview Paul. <laughs> Poor Paul, his uh, character went completely kablooey when he got picked up at a porn house for jerking off in the theater and then they didn't want him near kids and the whole thing and i i my theory always was that paul rubens hated the peewee character but at that point was done with it and this kind of it's like when a porn star puts like a hundred tattoos on their body because yeah. they want to get out of porn but they can't so they just ruin it for themselves i think if peewee really loved if paul rubens really loved the character peewee and wanted to continue doing it on tv Never would he have gone to a porn theater and jerked off. It's just, you know, it's a way of self-sabotage. Yeah, he wasn't stupid. Yeah. <laughs> he knew what he was doing. I know what I'll do. I don't want to be peewee anymore. I'll go jerk off on some guy's head, the back of his head, and <laughs> see if I can't ruin this thing. And he did. And I think he was sorry he did that. I, it think, was a bad... I think, yeah, it was like a moment of, uh, you know, he was just pissed that yeah. he was stuck with Paul, you know, Pee Wee, and he couldn't figure out how to be other things. And then he lamented it later on, I'm sure. Yep. Bob Barker died. Price is right. I think one of the best game show hosts ever, Bob Barker. Old radio guy, had the beautiful voice. His big and thing he was. Did two iconic. Uh, truth or consequences, truth or consequences, and uh, Price is Right. Yeah, but and I love Truth or Consequences. It was great. He died at the age of ninety nine. 
He hosted The Price is Right for 35 years. Simple idea. You just go on the show and you guess how much shit costs. And then, uh, you know. Hi, everybody. I wanted to be a game show host so bad. He's one of the best game shows because you really didn't have to know anything. He didn't have to know anything, and the contestant didn't have to know anything. Everyone, everyone involved with the show is an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> like you didn't yeah, have Jeopardy to be. Jeopardy was difficult. Right. Yeah, even even uh, the one with the dragon. Uh, right. Yeah, you had to know something. Even Family Feud, you got to come up with an answer quick yeah, or password. Yeah. Price is right. You're just like, uh, I don't know, $9? Okay, <laughs> stupid. <laughs> I'm going to say 901 just so if yeah. he's right, I'll beat him. <laughs> Bob, I'll guess $9? Okay, stupid. There you go. <laughs> Bob got to start in radio, where game show hosts used to always traditionally come from radio. Mm-hmm. But uh, one uh, people started to figure out you could take comedians and like people who are on TV and just give them game shows, even yeah, if they have no... actors and actresses, even. Yeah, it used to be a domain for like radio guys. Radio guys are not having a good fucking uh, career. Yeah. Everybody takes their jobs. <laughs> they, they realize how idiotic radio guys are, and they go, "You know what? I could do that." Now everybody has a podcast. Basically, they're like, "Well, what's the what's how difficult is this?" Yeah. I mean, Drew Carey, a comedian, took over for Bob Barker and is having tremendous success. It's like... Yeah, it was like be... Bob Barker never did it. Yep. Nobody remembers <laughs> Bob. Yeah, then he got into trouble with uh, the Miss USA pageant. Oh, no, I know what it was. Some One of the one of the chicks who, like, one of the beautiful bikini girls who pointed at even the even the people who point they, they even that was an idiotic job. Just hot chicks would point at the prizes, right? And I think Bob got accused of fucking around with one of them, but he claims it was consensual. Well, there she, was one that sued him because she claimed I don't know what went on, but it, yeah. she was claiming a relationship. And yeah. then when he wanted to break it off, she was like, "Wait a minute, you can't just do that." And then you're gonna fire me from the show because we're no longer dating and and that whole thing that that went around for a while and i suppose they settled or something my dad used to scream about bob barker i've told you that a million times my, my dad had my dad would watch prices right every day and go look at this he is telling uh, the female contestants to put their hands in his pockets <laughs> to check to see if there's money and he would go berserk. He goes, why doesn't he ask the men to do that? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I don't know. My, it set my Your dad off. was the first feminist. Uh, I didn't know that. My dad thought Bob Barker was a creep. Well, he's right. <laughs> it was just I like ja- that Dawson dude kissing all the women. Yeah, you know, I know. He's like, put your hand in my pocket and see what you feel. I guess there was a shtick where... You had to guess what was in Bob's pocket or something. Yeah, I don't even know. Yeah. I wasn't a big Price is Right guy, but does that sound familiar? Like you stick your oh, hand yeah, in the... Oh, yeah, I remember. I remember seeing that. I remember my father trying to describe it to me. You watch the Price is Right? <laughs> and I go, no. What? I go, no, I don't. Dad, I'm not retired. I don't really... This guy comes on every day. 
and he's having them uh, put the, the, the women put their hand in the pocket. I go, what, Dad? What do you mean their hand in their back? That's all they have a game. Where you put their, you know, like you get really annoyed. Yeah. But I, I finally ascertained that he was upset that the men didn't stick their hands in his pocket. Yeah, if it was so above board, how come the guys didn't have to do it? I know my he dad was on fire. that game to them. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, I thought Bob Barker was really cool. And, you know, I mean, well, he, he always he, took, you know, sort of, you know, got out of that whole thing and became a real animal rights advocate. Yeah. And sort of everybody forgot about you know the other stuff that they were saying. And now, you know, Pete is saying they should name a street after him and the whole thing. Well, he, I remember he'd always say, please spay and neuter your pets. And it did yes. absolutely no good because from what I can tell, <laughs> no one Nobody's is staying and neutering. It. No, there's like three people and the rest are letting these cats and dogs fuck like wild animals, which they are. Anyway. Uh, another death, Tony Bennett. I Dead. know. We love that guy. He was such a nice man. He'd come on our show. And I always was happy for him. Like, I didn't really know Tony Bennett's uh, music. You know, I knew that Frank Sinatra loved Tony Bennett. Yeah. And all. But uh, Tony Bennett had a renaissance of rebirth. Uh, his son was a great guy, too, was his manager. And it was a whole big thing where Tony Bennett became hip in the 90s. Like, he was on MTV, and everyone just sort of got into Tony Bennett. But his big hip was I Left My Heart in San Francisco. San Francisco. You know. Yeah. I, left I left my heart In San Francisco People would say the way he phrased the song was perfect. And I do. What the fuck are you talking about? I don't even understand. But that's what I know, they say. They say that about Frank Sinatra, too. It's yeah. the way he sings the song. He doesn't just sing the song. It's the phrasing. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think I could do that. <laughs> I left my heart in San Francisco. <laughs> <laughs> Same thing, right? Really? Uh, but we knew him he was a good dude i was sorry he had alzheimer's list yeah according to the newspaper he had alzheimer's died at age 96 but the last couple of years were rough evidently um and then he started doing those duets albums that also with lady gaga well with there were others before that and you know so he'd take these contemporary singers and have them sing classics with him. And and they were big sellers. Here's a uh, lady. Yes, I'm in heaven. That's I'm Lady Gaga. And my heart beats so that I can hardly speak. And I seem to find the happiness I seek. Body I hate that kind of music. What is that called? Standards? Yeah. It's the Great American Songbook. Yeah. Uh, not so great for me. <laughs> I don't, the only, I got into music. I mean, I used to listen to show tunes when I was a kid. My parents would play them. And then when the Beatles came, I was like, oh, now I understand why people listen to music. Yeah. You know? Robin, you and I ought to do a remake of this. <laughs> Come on, honey. 
What song is this? I like you so very, very much. <laughs> you make my heart sing with us with your touch all about <laughs> my dear. Come scoochie up to me and drink a beer. <laughs> Let's go tea to tea, my love. Nah, we could have some fun for sure. You're my angel cake, I'll lead you with a spoon, my dear. Just when we go tea to tea. Sing it. There you go. Take it, honey. You've got giant cans. Okay. <laughs> Let's do the Charleston. All right, turn that off. Anyway, when uh, you used to go to that um, <laughs> little restaurant with your parents and they had yeah. a dance floor, was that what yeah. they were playing? <laughs> yeah, that kind of shit. Yeah, it was horrible. <laughs> Two of them trotting around. They're watching. <laughs> I just want to die. Oh, that's great. Uh, yeah, the duets. Uh, he also sung with Paul McCartney and uh, Amy Winehouse was particularly great. Willie Nelson, yes. Cheryl Crow. My man was a war hero. World War II. Very nice. What a wonderful man. Even kind of uh, had a trouble with coke, cocaine, cocaina. Yeah. He had a drug Did addiction. He? I died. never knew yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Which is like, you know, a lot of guys, you know, you don't think of Tony Bennett. Back in the day. Back right. in the day, yeah. I sinned against my talent. I was given a talent. Did it affect your voice, do you think, those years? Do you think that you're I singing? I thought I was doing great, and I wasn't. <laughs> right. In your mind, you think, anybody like Sinatra come up to you and say, hey, listen, what he are you doing? He told me to slow down. He did. Just, he pulled we, you we, aside. We weren't, that, we weren't that, we were close. I was his favorite singer till the day he died. But he was very standoffish with me. We were never really very, very intimate. It was, right. it was, I wasn't one of the Rat Pack or anything. Anyway, uh, one of the greatest moments was uh, we had a wonderful time with Billy Joel. He came yeah. in and did the show, and Tony Bennett showed up and did New York State of Mind on the show. Which it comes down to reality, and it's Billy was so happy. I've let it slide. It's Chinatown or on Riverside. I don't have any reasons. I've left them all behind. I'm in a New York state of mind. Anyway, that was a great moment. Billy yeah. sitting right there on the show. Sadly, he died um, trying to get food at Steve Nowicki's wedding. He was there <laughs> as a guest. <laughs> he was online for two hours. He never got through yeah. the line to the window to A get true his great. hamburger. Another guy who died, Robbie Robertson. Well, yeah. I never really, I never, of the band. This guy, you know, I never really got to know him. I was at a party once in Los Angeles. He was there, but he seemed like, I don't think he liked me or like my act. Uh, he... But I'm just, I'm just, maybe I'm crazy, but I remember being there and the guy didn't say hello to me, but I didn't say hello to him either. Well, uh, then you don't have an answer to the question. I just always assume people don't like me. 
And uh, <laughs> I was a lot like JD. I just stood oh. there at this party and I basically didn't say anything, you know, I but think I should have. I, I think he liked you, Howard. Oh, did he? The, the, this is the only reason I know. I'm a huge fan of the band, right? So when <clears throat> me too. The last, the last so waltz Taylor came out. Taylor Swift, the band. No, <clears throat> go on. <laughs> so when the last waltz came, they did like an anniversary thing on vinyl, et cetera, et cetera. And he tweeted it, and I just retweeted like I'm definitely going to buy this. And then he direct messaged me, and he said he he basically ended up sending me a copy of the record that he autographed. So I'm assuming that he must have listened to the show. Oh. And I think I, I think I'd spoken to somebody before. I know that he was on the show years and years ago, and I don't think he knew what to make of you. He was one of those, um, live from Grammy Weeks thing. Oh. Uh -huh. He was yeah. off for like a second, but like that was like 87. I should have had him on and done a proper interview. The guy, yeah. what a Robbie Robertson wrote some of the best songs, and I love the band like, uh, Gary. I just thought, ooh, the, the amount of music that this guy had. The weight. Up on Cripple Creek. The night they drove old Dixie down. And the song he wrote about you, Ophelia. Great stuff. They mm. didn't last very long, the band, did they? Band was around a long time. They they got together. They used to play for uh, Bob Dylan all the time, and then yeah, but that initial they broke up a couple of years after yeah getting together. It was weird. Um, the last waltz, the movie uh, chronicles their their end, and they decided to just end the band. And I don't even remember why, because I think a lot of the musicians, like Levon Helm and everything, who sang most of the songs. He was like, I don't even know why we broke up. Like, Robbie yeah. decided it was time to break up the band, but it was premature. They didn't need to break up that band. It was right. great. Gary, do you remember why they broke up? Like, it was, like, weird. Like, they just decided that's it. Like, Robbie, I think, decided the band was over, didn't he? Or do you do you not remember? I think I remember that they had been fighting, and there was a little bit of drug use, and they just decided, like, this is it. and And they ended it. But then... To, uh, Robin is correct, and they didn't end it. It went on for a very long time. Mm. Right, but it was just like, wait a minute, didn't they break up? Every time you heard them, you were like, oh, they're back together. Okay. So many, yeah, I think uh, they said that Ro Robbie was um, tired of touring, was part of the reason. Uh, yeah. Well, you know, I always felt like, wow, Robbie wrote all these great songs, and then he couldn't sing them. Like, he'd be on stage playing the guitar. And I was a fan of this when I was in high school, and I remember thinking, oh, you know, I guess Levon Helm writes these songs because he sang them. You know, he was the drummer and somebody else sang on them, too. And but then when I realized Robbie wrote them, I was like, oh, that sucks. It's like Pete, Pete Townsend, too. What a fucking genius. And he's got to have Roger sing the songs. You know, it's got to be great to be a singer songwriter. Like Paul Simon could sing his own songs or or even James Taylor, who writes them and sings them. I, I wouldn't want somebody. I, I, you know, I'd be like, fuck, I want to sing. Anyway, I should have done a proper interview with Robbie Robertson. I never did, but and I, I regret being at that party. 
and never saying room. anything. Yeah. Well, in my defense, there were a ton of hot chicks at this party, and I was busy working the room to see if I could get any action. And oh, you were busy. <laughs> I was busy, and Robbie was awfully busy, too. I think we both had yeah. something else. Yeah, I think that you both were preoccupied. Yeah, I don't think yeah. anybody was looking for, uh, you know, for another dude. <laughs> uh, but uh, Robbie inspired a lot of musicians, including Little Mikey. I pulled out my penis last night when I was in bed With thoughts of Robin racing through my head I was so horny, I jerked off all night First we had anal, and then I fucked her vagina I dropped a load on Big part. And I dropped a load on her titties. <laughs> Fred's weeping. Look at him. He loves it. Uh, what is it, Diane? What's on your mind in Pennsylvania? Hi, Howard. Long time, first time. Thank um, you. Calling because I wanted to talk to you about Bob Barker. You were talking about why people put their hand in his pocket. Yeah. So. Here's what happened. When people would get down on that contestant's row and um, guess the exact number of the item that they were showing, then they got to go on stage. And if they guessed the exact number, um, the exact price, then they were allowed to put his, their hand in his pocket to collect $100 for being exact. So that's why they were putting their hands in their pocket, but they never had the men do it, like you said. Uh, yeah. Right. Oh, that drove my father nuts. Hey, let's see him have a guy. Put his hand on his pulse. I was like, <laughs> what? <laughs> he was on fire. My father was on fire over it. Just drove him crazy. Thank you, Diane. There's the clarification I was looking for. Yeah. 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 They, you got the honor if you were a lady to pull the hundred out of Bob's pocket yourself. Right. If you were a guy, he just handed it. To <laughs> he hands it to the guys. He doesn't make them put their hand in their pants. Uh, another musician who died. This is crazy, but I mean, uh, Sinead O'Connor died too. I a lot know. of people upset about that. Age 56. Of course, uh, that made me hit. sad because I always thought she wasn't enjoying life at all. You're like, you know, mm. it never seemed that she had a moment of joy in life. It's been seven hours and 15 days. I like to add that in. I think that adds something to the song. Uh, of course, written by Prince. He wrote it for... Um, he was he was working with a band called The Family. He wrote, he wrote that song for them. And uh, that band broke up after one album. Prince's estate released his uh, early demo version of... Uh, Nothing compares to you, by the way. I like when they, you know, Prince would never yeah. release this, but they do it. Nothing compares, no, nothing compares to you. Nothing compares. Oh, that's a demo. Never. 
Never no. have released that. Never. <laughs> family's like, family's like, here, you go listen to this. Anyway, uh, Sinead loved this song, reminded her of her mother. She lost her mother in a car accident when she was 18, so mm-hmm. when Sinead was 18, and she said this song reminds her of her mom. But, but uh, she hated the fame that came with it. I mean, it was a huge hit. I got to tell you, though, there was one time in my career, I guess it was in the 90s, I was staying at the Sunset, whatever that hotel is. in Marquee. Um, Sunset Marquee in uh, L.A. Yeah. It's where all the rock stars stay. So, of course, I should be there. Of course. Yeah, so I have the rock star hair. And uh, I was staying like you there. there. I went down to I went down to the pool and uh, there was such this attractive woman like I like a body that wouldn't quit. Uh swimming and she had the shaved head and I saw mm-hmm. it with Sinead O'Connor and I was like mesmerized. That was a good-looking woman. When you can have shave your head and look that good, that's a good look. I mean, on her, what a fucking mug. And body, the titties. I was shocked. Everything. Nice ass. I looked her over. I gave her the up she and down, Robin. She appreciated this obituary. No. But she was hot. <laughs> but I know when she would be interviewed, she was always angry. Yeah. I don't like men who tell you, who look me up and down. You know, I know. I didn't want her to catch me looking her over. <laughs> I'm wearing a bathing suit, okay. not for your pleasure. I go bathing and I'm wearing a one piece and you are looking at me like I'm a piece of meat. You know, she always, she talked kind of like that, right? Right. Shenania. I was, I was by a pool. It was very traumatizing. A man, I was in my bathing suit trying to just take a swim and he was staring at me, looking at my titties and ass. <laughs> No, but I mean, I remember she was stunning. Beautiful woman. And um, that's it. That's all I got. I mean, that's my story. Right. Yeah. You should be jailed and flogged. Thank you for the obituary. She was an amazing artist. She was an artist. I think you should be jailed and flogged for your story. What kind of story is that? (laughs) You saw me swimming. I'm not a swimmer. I'm not there for your amusement. What? The Pope. I thought she was a pretty brave woman to go on Saturday Night Live and rip up a picture of the Pope because she was pissed off about, what, abortion or something? I don't know. It or could the, have been abortion. Boys. It could have been child molestation. That's because, what it was. Uh, she was, um, I think she even said that, you know, she had suffered a lot of abuse, not necessarily from yeah. the Catholic Church, but she was opposed to to all I that I dug stuff. her. I dug her, though. I thought her voice was beautiful. I got into mm-hmm. that first album, too. Uh, she skipped the Grammys because she thought they were too materialistic. I think the Grammys yeah. are too materialistic. That's I don't think the people... She, she didn't like the fame and the, you know, like they wanted fame. to put her in special, you know, they wanted to dress her and, you know, make her over. And she was uh, just not having any of it. I was deeply offended when the Grammys came to me and said they wanted to dress me and make me over. <laughs> well, I'm talking about the whole music. I'm industry, talking about everything. You know? I'm talking about the entire music industry. <laughs> <laughs> she was pissed off, man. Uh, she was fucking pissed. But she was cool. I thought she was cool. And, uh, anyway, everyone, uh, everyone loved her. A lot of artists were influenced by her. Pink, oh, yeah. Randy Carlisle, Foo Fighters released covers in tribute after she died. 
And we know we love Chris Cornell's cover of And Nothing Compares to You. Yeah. Oh. It's been seven hours and 15 right? days since you took your love away. And then, of course, we talked about Jimmy Buffett. But uh, the guy, the guy loved the outdoor life. He loved being outdoors. And guess what killed him? Skin cancer. Skin cancer. Yeah. That's fucked up. He had a rare skin cancer. He was wild. You know, like he was very interesting. They said that, you know, some friend invited him down to the Florida Keys and yeah. he went down there. And the moment he saw that land. He said, well, I know whatever I do, this lifestyle has to fit around it. Jeez. I've gone a lot of places. I never think that. Yeah. I got to have this lifestyle has to be a part. You know, my life has to be planned around this because that's that's I mean, it just captured him. Yeah. I um, I play my life around suffering. And sitting in the house. <laughs> <laughs> I only enjoy that. Uh, Jimmy Buffett. Yeah, he died at 76. I always thought I was going to run into that guy because he lives out by me. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, he, know, he knew a lot of the same people that I was hanging with. And I was always waiting for an invite to Jimmy Buffett's house because he, like, invited a whole bunch of famous dudes and stuff that I knew. Mm-hmm. And I just figured. But then I just think the other day. I think I didn't meet him because probably I said like shitty stuff about his music on the radio, you know, <laughs> like, I guess he might be took offense to that. I just wasn't a big like I wasn't a big parrot head. I, mean, I don't know. I mean, I thought that I, I don't I mean, I don't mean this in any disparaging way. He seems like a real nice guy and anyone who can make a hit song I admire. But I wasn't really into Margaritaville. I, I guess I I don't like it. You know, it doesn't move me in the way that music normally does. It's a catchy fuck ass tune, though. All those people who who loved him and yeah. you know wanted to to be a part of his lifestyle, and I said, not one of them lives his lifestyle. Right. They yeah, all living... just pretend they live his lifestyle. They wear like a a Hawaiian shirt and they play his music and drink beer and they think yeah. they're being Jimmy Buffett. It's a nice song and everything, but I wasn't a big fan. And maybe he caught wind of that the shit I said on the radio. And, I don't know. But I'm just yeah. saying everybody who loved Jimmy Buffett was sort of a middle class, working class person who wanted yeah. to party all the time. And so on the weekends, they play his music and drink. The big question is, what's going to happen to all the parrot heads now? Do they wander around leaderless? I mean, what are they going to do with them? Are they going to be tribute bands? Will somebody step I'm, in and be Jimmy well, Buffett? Funny you say that Fred and I are going around now doing limited performances of uh, Cheeseburger in Paradise. I told you I was jealous of his empire. With the, yeah, with the, that's spe- what I thought. I was like, I got to respect that. Yeah, selling all that shit to the Paradise, man. I mean, Starting it was with some, T-shirts. Yeah. Like I said, I'm kind of jealous because I never sold a T-shirt. I, I had some sort of weird integrity that I really didn't want to have. <laughs> Honestly, I do want to like, sell you. All this came from T-shirts? Yeah, I mean, when I see Taylor Swift, like two 
John Hine dropping 300 bucks on shirts <laughs> and other schmatas. I'm like, Hit him with fuck, what's wrong with me? Why do I have to have integrity? Why would I have integrity? I'm an but asshole. At least she's got hit records. Hmm. He doesn't even have like a great hit. And his T-shirts were going crazy flying out the door. No. Yeah, okay. Taylor Swift, I guess. But, you know, he. I could have had I a restaurant. I can understand having a Rolling Stones T-shirt. <laughs> but. What about a. Uh, cheeseburger in Paradise? <laughs> how about a Howardville restaurant? Uh, would you go? <laughs> This year, Forbes estimated Buffett's net worth at a billion dollars with 570 million attributed to his tours and recording 140 million in planes, homes, and his shares in Berkshire Hathaway. Yeah. Oh, smart. Berkshire Hathaway is that's, uh, what's his name's company? That's, uh, Warren Buffett. Yeah. And you know how much that stock is? How much? Something like $500,000 a share. Get the fuck out. Really? Uh, the original Berkshire Hathaway, if he had those. Yeah. Man. What? Yeah. Wish I had that. You know what? Really admire Jimmy Buffett. <laughs> I, I admire his business sense. I, yeah. He's no kind of pirate, but he really knew how to make money. You know how many shares I have in Berkshire Hathaway? Zero. <laughs> <laughs> I'm wrapped up in serious stock. <laughs> Zero. There's a five, I think, in that. Zero. <laughs> There's a five in that uh, share price I, too. I think. Also lost in heaven is a, a friend of ours, Robin. Um, not a musician, but a guy we love, Danny Goldberg. Danny Goldberg was uh, the yes. producer. He worked with Ivan Reitman on the producing of uh, Private Parts, my movie. And he died over the summer in 74. I just want to give my man a shout out. And you know what? This is one of my asshole moves again. And I recommend people don't be like me. I kept saying to my wife, I got to call Danny Goldberg for years now. I got to call Danny. I got to call Danny. Every year, Danny sent um, Beth a check to Bianca's Furry Friends, her charity mm -hmm. that uh, she does with Animal Rescue. And Lord knows we, uh, you know, we try to raise money for Animal Rescue. But Danny, unsolicited, would send the check every year. And I'd say to my wife, I got to call Danny. I got to call Danny. I've spoken to Danny. I haven't spoken to Danny. He's the nicest fucking guy in the world. He was such a delight on uh, private parts. Danny, 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 Danny. Never called Danny. Danny's dead now. And I, you know, I made it a point to call Lenny Go uh, Lenny uh, Bloom, who uh, yeah. uh, wrote the, the movie Private Parts. And uh, I said, I'm, I'm going to call Danny. And I got Danny's number from uh, Lenny. And I never called. And that's Aww. the stupidity of me. Don't hesitate. If you have that feeling to call somebody you love, do it. But, uh, yeah, Danny was on private parts with Ivan. Now Ivan's gone. Danny's gone. And Lenny's next. still with us. Right. And, uh, and Danny, uh, Danny Goldberg, uh, also, uh, produced the Hangover movies, but he also co wrote Meatballs and Stripes. This guy had yeah. a barrel load of talent. And uh, anyway, we lost him. So I was yeah, upset, got the you know? price of Berkshire Hathaway stock, the Class A stock. Yeah, five hundred forty-nine thousand dollars per. Jesus, what? 
When is Sirius going to be worth five hundred forty nine thousand a share? When is Sirius going to be worth ten dollars? I'll settle when, for ten. When five hundred forty nine thousand dollars is worth five dollars, that's when Sirius. I see. Is wow. Be. No, no, they're going to do it. I, I got confidence in Jennifer Witz, and uh, she's going to turn that baby around. I'm going to be rolling in dough. Uh, I'm missing the all these dead people. I'm feeling like I should conjure up some dead people right now. Some of our dead comedian friends yeah? to find that. Yeah, I'm just feeling it. Maybe we'll close the show with that. Uh, just so much craziness happened over the summer. And maybe we contact, uh, I'll contact, I'll attempt to contact Joan Rivers, Bernie Mac, and Gilbert Gottfried because, you know, we lost Gilbert too. Okay. Here we go. Yeah. Let me see if I remember the magic words. It's Latin. Conda uh, 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 Estrada ad infinitum. Apagangnam style. Oh, <laughs> well, maybe I need the echo. Oh, luka hi, Makahini ho. We call out to you. Dead comics. Oh, oh, shit. Oh, 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 it's so good to see all oh, of you, darling. Joan Rivers. You're one of my favorites. How was your summer, my dear? Oh my God! How the heat! All the plastic in my face melted. I look like someone put a Barbie in the microwave. It's just—I was sweating like Casey Anthony on a on a bring your daughter to work day. Really, it's hot, Howard. It's so hot. It got so hot that I fried an egg on the roof of my clit. Oh, God damn, Joan, what the fuck you talking about? Your dusty ass ovaries ain't made no eggs since Kennedy was president. Kick it! I love it. I love that song. For those of you who don't know, that's the very dead comic, uh, Joan Rivers, and our beautiful buddy, Bernie Mac. Bernie, you always play that music. How do you do that, by the way? You know how it's some motherfucking ghost shit. You wouldn't even understand how it's stirring this ghost and shit like a motherfucker. Well, I'll tell you what. Our old friend is here, Gilbert Gottfried. Gilbert, what have you been up to? Well, I've been catching up on some light reading, a bit of yard work, and all right, I've been burning in hell. Ooh. Oh, no. That is terrible. Oh, Gilbert, if you don't mind me asking, how did you end up in hell? I thought it was for all my jokes about tsunamis, dead kids, 9-11, AIDS. Turns out it's because I'm Jewish. Oh, oh. terrible. <laughs> terrible. <laughs> it's true. Ah. <laughs> well, let's get into it. I, I, I miss you guys. I, I'd love to hear your take on some of the things that happened over the summer. First up, uh, there was a lot of talk about UFOs and whether there's proof of alien existence. Joan? It's UFOs, Howard, please. Who gives a shit about aliens? I don't give a shit about aliens. I'm so ugly not even not even alf would eat my pussy <laughs> you know something something always motherfucking confused me they so goddamn smart why the fuck they always playing with somebody asshole how come aliens always want to do an anal probe you know what i'm saying et better not try to play with my asshole fuck phone at home he gonna be fucking phone in the ambulance fucking with me <laughs> i too have seen footage of hideous non-biological humanoid creatures. It's called The View. 
Oh, God My damn. God. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, shit. Disgusting. That's cold. That's cold in the motherfucker there. Do you guys know, I don't know how heaven and hell works, but the, the SAG and, and the Writers Guild, they've been on strike all summer. Have you heard about that? Oh, SAG. Howard, I'll tell, can I just tell you about a SAG strike? I'll tell you about a SAG strike. My tits sag so low, they strike my knees. Oh, Robin knows the feeling. Robin oh, knows the feeling. Listen, and you know what? That's I don't loop. even care. I don't even care because the, the Writers Guild is on strike, and I hate writers. I'm so ugly even they won't fuck me and they all look like bodies that just got dredged out of a river well ah! i mean uh, yeah, wow you, you know you're so fast joan i mentioned writer's strike and you've got titty jokes and uh, you're an amazing <laughs> woman you really are you uh, and, and, and I, I got some i got some jokes in my tits that's where i store them Oh, is and, that and, right? And, and, and sadly, we lost a lot of big stars. I was just talking about the great singer Tony Bennett passed away, Gilbert. At least Tony died doing what he loved most. Shitting his pants and not knowing where he was. Oh, oh. Gilbert. 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 so mean, Gilbert. So much feces everywhere. Oh. Oh. No, no, I love Tony Bennett. I loved him. He was a hell of a lover. I mean, literally, he might have, you know, he might have left his heart in San Francisco, but he left his tongue three inches up my asshole. Well, let me tell you, uh, Bernie, uh, hey, listen, uh, I was just mentioning that we lost the great singer Sinead O'Connor. Uh, she passed away. Gilbert, did you hear about that? Did you hear what the Pope said? May she rest up in ripped up little pieces. She Disgusting. Is, oh, Horrible. Sinead O'Connor, that bald head bitch won a Grammy and looked like a motherfucking Oscar. Oh, Sinead. <laughs> She was, she was a real piece of work, though. She was. She got the Catholic Church more riled up than an altar boy in a negligee. You know why I love you guys? You know why I love you guys? We love you. You guys are comedians extraordinaire. I mentioned stuff, and right away you got material. You Everybody's come in. got material. We're paying this is attention. why I, I you do, do you pay you pay attention, right, Bernie? Right, Joan? Right, Gilbert? That's, That's it. We're working on material up here. We listen. Yeah. It'll you know, what about this? Uh, some huge movies came out this summer. Did you guys see uh, Barbie? Bernie, did you see Barbie? I saw Black Barbie. It was the same, except she can't drive through Malibu without getting pulled over. Oh, God. <laughs> and Barbie. You know, let me tell you something about Barbie, Howard. Think about it. Barbie's a woman made out of plastic with an unfuckable vagina. The bitch stole my act. She stole it. Stole it. <laughs> oh, Barbie was amazing. I laughed. I cried. I jerked off in the theater. What about the movie Oppenheimer? I laughed, I cried, I jerked <laughs> off in the theater. Uh, you know what? Speak, speaking of jacking off in a movie theater, we just, when we take a moment, we just threw a dead comics welcome party for Pee Wee Herman. Welcome. Oh, thank you. Thank you for mentioning that. We lost the great Paul Rubens. Everybody mm. loved Pee Wee, right? Oh, yeah. 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 Funny, funny, funny. What the fuck kind of name is Pee Wee? Sound like a gangbanger to do drive-bys for the motherfucking Crips. He didn't tell anybody he had cancer. Turns out the secret word of the day was malignant tumor. Oh, oh, oh. Boy, Gilbert. 
Oh, my God. It's Pee Wee Herman. We're just talking about you, Pee Wee. Welcome, welcome. Any good cancer jokes lately? Damn, Pee Wee. That's a clean ass suit. You look like motherfucking Kanye West before he went crazy. Kick it! He's an aerobics class again. Oh, crazy. Pee Wee Herman. What an icon. And you know what? When you died. Public masturbators were flying their erect penises at half-mast in your honor. <laughs> oh, I've got a joke. What do Joan Rivers and a movie theater seat have in common? Uh-oh. They're cheap, leathery, and about to be covered in... My jizz! Masturbating on everybody. This is disgusting. All right, thank you. Thank you, guys. There you go. Pee Wee jerking off. You got to admit, it's good to contact the dead every once in a while. Well, you know, it's interesting that, you know, uh, I guess Bernie and Joan are in heaven and, and Gilbert's in hell. Gilbert's in hell, it turns out. <laughs> Oh, my. That's what he claims. I don't know. I don't believe him. I think he's up in heaven. I think I think so, too. I think he was just pulling our leg. I got to nothing today compared to the amount of material and things that we compiled over the summer. But all right, we put a little bit happens in a couple of months, Howard. You can't get to it all at once. We couldn't get to it all. But tomorrow's another full show. And I will promise you we will try. We will try to get to. Oh, my God. What are you burping up? You haven't eaten anything. What's going on? I don't know. I think it's just the (laughs) amount of hot air coming out of my body. (laughs) We're going to we promise you tomorrow we will get to a lot more stuff that I need to talk to you about. But uh, for now, that's it. We just did um, a, a couple of hours and we barely made a dent in what we need to talk about, Robin. But tomorrow's another day. All right. Uh, all right. A schedule update. The wrap up show is starting right after we sign off here on Howard 101. If you want to tune over and hear Gary, Rasan and the gang do the little wrap up show, they will be doing that right on Howard 101 as soon as we click off the microphone. Uh, Demi Lovato will be here next week. Looking forward to speaking with her. Definitely looking forward to speaking to Paul Simon for sure. And uh, we have a lot of other surprises to to. Uh, 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 sorry, Robin, I fell asleep. <laughs> I talked myself into a coma. To what? <laughs> Somebody help me. Oh, where's, to tantalize where's, you. Where's Come Joan on. Rivers and Gilbert and the, and, the, and Bernie? Come back, will you? I'm exhausted. Well, anyway, they probably left town. Well, our countdown to the next summer break begins. How many more shows till we have another summer break? Oh, God, I have to go to my calculator. I don't know. Uh, we'll need to know. I think it's 111. Oh, nice. Somebody's doing the math over very there. Very good, <coughs> Gary. Yeah. Gary. Very, very good math, good. Gary. Thank 111. you. 111. That doesn't sound like a lot, does it? If we sit here a couple more hours, maybe we can knock off all 111 shows <laughs> and go right back to vacation. I think it's we'll possible. It's like a game show. Yeah. We'll do them all today. Why do we only get breaks in summer, not autumn? Why isn't there an autumn break? Hmm. Well, I don't know. 
I guess, mm. because we take so much of a summer break. They're like, well, you got to work sometime. Listen, we have spent many years working and working and working. Yeah, every day uh, of the week. Everyone my age has retired. <laughs> so, I mean, what am I still doing here? Crazy. I should be in Margaritaville. Uh, oh. Hanging out and being a parrot head. <laughs> I mean, I'm still, what am I doing? I mean, it's crazy. So I don't want to hear anybody bitching. I mean, Darry gets to sleep during the show. Why can't I? We got to uh, talk to Chris Rock one of these days. You know, he was at Burning Man. Crazy. And, and had to walk out in the mud. And, and finally, the last couple of miles, they, they hopped on the back of somebody's truck. And, you know, cause it was like, I don't know, a five mile walk through the mud to get to the road where the, that led to, led to the town. What exactly is Burning Man? It's a concert, right? It's yeah, a combination it, of things. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. it's a, it's, again, it's, a, it's like Jimmy Buffett. It's a lifestyle. People go there. You don't bring money. You trade things. It's supposed to be everybody loves everybody. It's got a very hippie thing and there is music, but it ends. With they, they have this giant wooden structure of a man, and they set it on fire and they burn it. Why would Chris Rock go? I guess because he's single now. He wants to get laid. I mean, but he can get laid anywhere. I mean, he's Chris Rock. Howard, him and, him and sounds Diplo, like he was with a bunch of guys. <laughs> yeah, oh. him and Diplo walked like Robin said. I think he had to walk three miles to the road, and then he didn't even get like fans picked him up. Not in a car. He's in the back of a pickup truck. Yeah, it looks like truck. Mad Max. It looks like Mad Max. Like well, that. you know what it reminds me? Everybody always wants their, their Woodstock moment. You know how those nah. wackos were all out there rolling around in the mud? So now they can say, hey, we had a, a Woodstock moment. Somebody died. We had to walk out of there, you know, in five inches or more of Please. mud. Yeah. This rock is crazy. This uh, rock's famous. And rich. money. I'm rich. What the fuck <laughs> and are you doing? rolling around in the mud. <laughs> Everybody's equal at burning, man. I'll tell you that. Fucking stupidest thing I ever heard. I wish I could get a hold of him. I said, what the fuck's wrong with you? Have you lost your mind? Why would he be out at burning, man? Howard, the I don't worst know. Part He'd was... better have some great stories about how wonderful it is. Maybe he was Howard, looking the... for material, yeah. There was like a flash flood of some sort. So it it completely wrecked the porta potty. So nobody had anywhere to shit. Yeah. <laughs> Great, Terry. Did you they run out no and buy Wi Fi? They had nothing. Did you run out and buy my glasses? You look like you're wearing my glasses. My 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 yeah. other ones. Yeah, I got no, those. I've had, this, I've had these glasses for like f four years. I've had mine yeah. longer. Those are the like same exact glasses I wear. I don't know. There's some sort of even with the red, good. even with the red inside. I was going to ask, does it have the red inside on the uh, yeah. Yeah. arms there? I bought them on he Amazon. They're, for, they're supposed to be like um, good for when you're oh, on yeah. the computer. He wants to uh, be just like me. I'm his hero. <clears throat> you know what? Nothing wrong with that. You are my hero. That's, <laughs> That's wrong it. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing, nothing, wrong, that. nothing <laughs> wrong with that. Go ahead. In fact, <laughs> I wish more people would dress like me, and I had a lot of merch, and they would wear I everything like I, I wore. I would like to buy a T-shirt for if you tell me. <laughs> yeah. The boff line. All right. Anyway, we're going to come on tomorrow. We're going to pick up where we left off. It's been a long show. We gave the lots of entertainment, but there's a lot more coming and a lot more surprises. When the Howard Stern Show ends, a live Howard Stern wrap-up show begins right now on Howard 101.